Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com. Man, yeah. I, I told Carl, Carl wanted to buy those sweats. I was like, yeah, you know, you got this Polynesian on the side, Levasa on the other side. And it also has the, you know, the cotton candy tribal lips on a very provocative area. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl was like, oh, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome, everyone. Episode 54 of the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave. Check them out, www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falatongo. What's up, man? I'm Forrest Odola. We're joined today by the founder of Levasa Island Apparel, Uso. Ye, fresh off of, uh, one day we're going to say this, fresh off of uh, Fashion Week in New York. Uh, real, <laughs> yeah, real, I can't wait to see it, bro. Ira welcome What's in, good, bro. Man? Welcome back. Hey, man. I feel like I feel like this. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, Mike Fiso is out today. He's out celebrating state champion uh, brother Matthew Fiso, who uh, I think won the state title in the Washington long jump. So, congrats. Oh, Congrats bro, to that. Whole family of dope athletes, bro. That's what I was saying, bro. He was like, man, the shout outs are working. I was like, bro, you shouting out a bunch of baller ass people right. <laughs> doing mm. their thing right now. Shout out to the Fisos. Shout out to Mike and uh and also to his brother Matt. Um, if you want to hear some of Mike Fiso, you can check out the latest episode of the Emerald Perspective um on Spotify, him, uh, brothers LJ and Stu Jennings. Um, and everything they're talking about over there. Uh, yeah, bro, it's uh, it's good to have Brother E. Ryan back in the building to uh, let us know what's going on with Levasa Island Apparel, uh, what places you're going to hit this summer or in the near future, pop-ups, festivals, where people can get the merch um, and put on for the wave. How are you doing, man? Uh, chilling, man. Um Really just been working, trying to do hella, well, not redo hella designs, but uh, figure out different merch to to put designs on. Um, but yeah, bro, I mean, lately, the the big thing I've been wanting to, like, work on was the financial habits, because mm. it's like I'm using the business money to pay off personal expenses, using personal money to pay off business expenses, which is, like... It set us all together. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? People keep saying, oh, you got separated. It's like, dude, no, I'm poor. Like, I'm still, <laughs> still broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? My counsel need help. Uh, they need to help together. Teamwork. Like, if I could separate it, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. It's definitely got to, I don't know. You got to take inventory of everything you spend your money on, personal personal expense-wise, man. Like, bills, going out to eat, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. With whatever money you have for the church, for love, love is all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, you feel like it's blended together with your like your personal accounts and your personal life decisions. It's all going towards the the goal of growing Levasa. Yeah, man. Like, um, I don't know. Some people say everything has to be in alignment, <laughs> but uh, it's really just I don't know a lot more discipline, bro, which I don't have. 
Bro, that's me every day. And I'm like, man, I wish I was able to stick to the plans that I'm trying to make. I feel like shit falls apart and I'm like, oh, you did it again. Yeah, you, man. You right was nice when he said everything has to be in the magnet. Like my family would just tell me, you just need to get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, come back okay. when you've got it figured out, okay? Go. Get right. out of here. Yeah, that's when yeah, that's the good part of having your own place to go back to. <laughs> you can solo. Solo. <laughs> new uh new material, new merchandise, new um new clothing. Like what are you thinking? Uh new shirts, um, new materials, new brands. Like what do you uh Yeah man Because the streetwear stuff is fairly simple, it's easy, right? Like hoodie shirts. Right. Sweatsuits, um, but you know I mean, like you guys mentioned earlier, Fashion Week. That's a whole different, whole different way to approach the thing, right? Because you got to worry about the your designs, your materials. Um, I'm, I'm like, I would like to get into that casual stuff, like Tommy Hilfiger, right? Polo, you know what I mean? Like those kind of what's casual wear, like um, Kanye backpack. Well, like, you know, like the down. like the polos, like something you'd wear to church. Yeah. Um, some slacks, maybe something you know. you'd wear, something you'd wear to baby showers. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> going from streetwear, which we, you would say was more casual than casual wear. Um, yeah, like streetwear is like relaxed yeah, shirts type material. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're talking about jeans. Yeah, you're talking about denim, hoodies, shirts. Uh, those those are like e- easy items that. You know, you don't have to put a high ticket price on. You can use those items to get your brand off. It's easily relatable wear. Everybody can wear hoodies, shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, step above that is like polos, um, evening gowns, suits, blazers. Uh, what do you call these things? Cardigans, flannels. You know what yeah. I mean? Buttons, shirts, like button up shirts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, things that involve buttons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Damn. What is it? So what are you are you looking at anybody else's example on how to do those? Well, my the line I look to is like straight up Tanoa and Hawaii's finest. What are they like they they got dope gear, all their like golf shirts. Nice. Um their golf shirts look hella dope. I was like, dude, it would be really cool if I could create some like a uh, golf wear and have like a photo shoot at a at a golf and just put the caption we don't even golf <laughs> he's like we've never golfed today in our life but like have a dope ass photo shoot on like on the cards <laughs> don't even golf but you can like this right. nice wait so where do you yeah where do you find like uh those polos <laughs> or those um clothing materials to start printing on um shoot bro i'll just be like alibaba there's like hella vendors, manufacturers overseas, uh, they're being like China, Taiwan, India, but you have to spend time talking with these people, look at their mock-ups, look at the work they've done. Yeah. Cause like just to order a sample is one fifty without the shipping price, which was going to be probably another 40 to 50. So this is coming from so China. Cool. Yeah. Well, Alibaba is uh what, like an Amazon for uh, vendors. 
Yeah, I think the it's like a business to business um exchange, right? So like they create the they can create apparel, they can create cups, they can create a whole bunch of things, oh. bro. You just gotta go on Alibaba and like uh textile manufacturing to what is it? But it's more than just textiles, they can do you said cups, merchandise, other all sorts of things. Yeah, bro. And it's just a bunch of manufacturers that create white label products. White label just means like they could be making the same thing for IKEA mm -hmm. and you can order it and just put your own brand name on it. You know what I mean? Because everybody's getting their shit made overseas. Yeah. Um the only difficult part is doing that research to vet the vendors. You know what I mean? So you have to see the work they've done. Do they got the blue star? Are they verified? Do they got hella good reviews? What is what we and that's just hella work. I hella don't want to do, but I have to do it. <laughs> I feel like that's like, uh, I feel like I'd enjoy doing like the keeping track of all that and just comparing different vendors' prices and deals yeah. and seeing which one is actually yeah. the, the best one. That's because you're the stat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it in a graph. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, why do you think, everyone gets their materials from China or from overseas. Like there's nowhere in America to get it. Like maybe the shipping would be less and kind of like a closer price or is it just cost? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just cost and ease. Like, yeah. Know, the convenience of Yeah. If you communicate really well with whatever vendor, you know, which is easy to do because they're all trying to get like work. But, um, yeah, it's just the price point. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody in America. Well, there's not many vendors in America that are worth price and, like, quality when you can get that same thing made overseas. It's only right. price, bro. I mean, you can also look into, like, uh, they have uh, Island Avenue Fashion. They just opened up in uh, the North. first Polynesians to open up in Nordstrom. So yeah. they're selling out of Nordstrom now. Island Avenue hard, dog. Yeah, like, which is pretty brief because, I mean. That shit. That shit, too. Like, yeah. I, well, the first time I ever went into Nordstrom, I remember I went with my dad. I think I was already in high school, but so I looked at this little jacket. The jacket said, like, I think it was like 600 bucks. I saw oh, this is pretty cheap for this another jacket. Dad, my dad said, no, no, no. That's for the shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> That's for the shirt. And then he showed me the jacket, which was like 20,000 bucks. Or two thousand bucks, and I was like, so, "Okay." Then we walked. I was like, "I think the only thing we could afford in there was the chocolate from the chocolate shop inside." And I was like, Bro, "So, which is pretty big for like, you know what I mean for for a Polynesian kid, a Polynesian person. Sorry, he's not a kid. Uh, for him and his company, for the people that work for Island Avenue, they're now in North Shores. I don't know if it was a goal of theirs to go that route, but you know, if you're able to sell in North Shores, that's pretty big. For yeah, it'd be you know, crazy." Yeah, Yo, the Island Avenue, his stuff is dope, man. Cause he has like those legit, like them polos that Tommy Hilfiger type. type yeah, of gear. yeah. He has that, like. Yeah. It, his gear looks like dope as shit. It's it's like some shit the these rappers would wear. You know what I mean? Right. They right. Got like twenty thousand dollars worth of chains on him and the Island Avenue polo underneath it. Right. You see, uh, what I'm saying though too is also it's all so it's all about getting the right person to start. Um, wearing your stuff you know because i'm pretty sure there's just one person that wore his shit somewhere and then um the blue up he, that person went somewhere yeah like uh uh gosh there's a documentary on hulu 
about these two black dudes. I know you've seen the uh, design, um, uh, E-Ride. They do, uh, they started because they play golf. They used to be, uh, they used to play golf in college. And when they were done, they didn't really go the golf pro route. They were teaching uh, older folks how to play golf, but they started their clothing brand. And now they're big. They're out of Atlanta. I'm trying to find out the name of it, but they have their logo is a black dude literally just swinging a golf club. And so now they're like, they do collabs with Jordan. Um, and it is a big company. So kind of like the route you were talking about, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Something out of the ordinary, like no one would have thought like dudes from the hood out here making golf apparel. Right. You know? Is there, is there a, a plan or a way that you like, uh, send materials or send merchandise out to um influencers like um yeah man most of it's like this dude uh, what's his name justin phillips right he has he has this book called the last ecom book you'll ever need nice um downloaded that a couple years ago but he was like he's always doing ig lives he's always dropping the vendors i don't know if you one of you guys sent it to me or probably my homie jason but um He's always like, look, man, if you're a brand, you want to approach these influencers, no matter who they are, just ask them first in their DM, do you have any paid promotional opportunities? You know what I mean? And then that's a good way to, you know, open up that conversation professionally. Yeah. And then a lot of people will be like, oh, no, nah, yeah, bro, just send whatever merch. Uh, I'll do a shout out, man. And it's some, a lot of people will do it just for the free merch. A lot of people yeah. will skew their price, you know what I mean? But it's a good opening question and be like, do you have any paid promotional opportunities? That's saying that you're willing to like look at their price and if so pay that price to, you know, work with them as an influencer. But yeah, for the most part, that's just the first question I'd be asking. Like you got any paid promotional opportunities? We'd love to send you some merch. I uh, love your content. Lo lo love everything you do for the Pacifica community. Mm -hmm. We'd love to work with you and everybody. Most of them just be like, Oh yeah, bro. You know, send that address, just mail some yes. stuff. Looks like I got you. But then that's something I did like tough, year and a half ago i for sure have not capitalized on the influencer marketing mostly because i need to sell the merch you know? <laughs> <laughs> like bro it's not a lot like, of promo yeah. material here this is all uh inventory <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but then yeah. I, I for sure that's for sure something i need like you know i mean another habit i gotta discipline with is like you know set merch aside with that purpose you know i feel I, mean? I feel like you're still growing and spreading the brand and the awareness and and you know, at least online too um so once you do start getting into influencers or other people spreading it that way i feel like it'll take off a lot quicker than you know if you had just been starting with less um less work put in i guess it's like I feel like we've been, as far as the podcast, we've been grinding away episodes and stuff. And to look back on it now, it's it's like a catalog. Like it's become, you know, a, a bank of good conversations and episodes and guests and. Oh yeah, bro. Yo, yeah. cheers to y'all, bro. That shit's hard. The, there's this dude who does the, I think his name is David, is it Shans? He does the social proof podcast, but he was saying that the 50 episode mark for podcasts is a, is like one of the first, um, what do you call it? Milestones. Nice. Milestones yeah. 
the first thing you have to worry about is consistency, longevity, right? They're like a lot of podcasts who's like, yo, why are you even tripping if you're not 50 episodes in yet? You know what I mean? A lot of people, oh, I'm only like 20 episodes in. We're trying to, uh, you know, uh, grow our ratings, get more of a fan base. And he's like, dude, get at least 50 in. Use that catalog and you can look back at it every day moving forward for the next like year and a half. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, that's hard. He was like, yeah, man, because you do it every week, what, 52 weeks in a year? That's a whole year of content you can look back on and create content for moving forward. He's like, yeah, bro, like go hard. For a year, be consistent, but yeah, bro. So I said I'd say good shit to y'all. Man. It, it's dope to see y'all dropping the the, yeah. the interviews every week, bro, and just legit just reaching out to different people, getting that Pacifico perspective. Because you know, what I mean, like it, it's gonna be dope. It'll be like, what, what do y'all envision for it? You know, what I mean, an XM radio station Ooh. with Islanders Ooh. running that that sports podcast. That would be crazy. You know, what I mean, what, what do they yeah. call that? Syndicated. Oh yeah, syndicated. Just, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I learned that word from a different organization, but. <laughs> <laughs> different syndication. No, yeah, definitely to be able to talk sports with friends and as a job. Like, if we could get money doing this, I mean, I know we can't. We just got to start pressing those avenues and, you know, um, really setting that up. I mean, I know when I was working at KHJ, um, John Rayner was like the head or still is the head of the like the radio station sales, but he would like take me along in his meetings and like try to show me how to close deals and set those up and how marketing and ads work and how you got to take care of the customer and really communicate, you know, their product and what they can do for your listeners and stuff like that. And just, I, I can see the basis for turning out money and different avenues for, you know, monetizing but I think the, a long time I was like, well, it's not really, you know, we're only 20 episodes in. We're only so many episodes every month. It's not really a, something people can count on to be consistent. But I feel like lately, and especially over time, we've been able to kind of get down a schedule and continue to put out these conversations each week about, you know, either sports or culture or uh, recent events, current events, pop culture, anything like that. So definitely that social proof and being able to just look back and being like, oh, bro, we've already, you know, started doing something like we know we can do it because we've done it. Yeah, and now yeah. we just got to kind of craft it, improve it, keep doing different things, trying different things. Um, yeah. Shout out to y'all, too, for real, for getting us started and, and getting us going and and really just you know, being on each week and freaking shout out to to Mike, shout out to Sefa and Marcus. They're a big real. Yo, that's so dope that like, you know, just even just creating that chat, but like it, you know, that's how networking works in real time. You know what I mean? You fuck with people that you actually fuck with. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, they don't want to grab yeah, yeah. say, hey man, like you guys are dope. Y'all make good y'all make good content. Let's always be in touch with each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's like one of them things, you know, well, I don't know, like people keep saying it's like a good old boy network, but like that good old boy, you know, have you all heard of that? Yeah, the yeah. old boy network. Right. The old boy network, right? Like. Usually you refer to old white men, but I know what you're, I know where you're going with it. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Because I think Seth had mentioned it too, you know, in one of his, one of the uh, early episodes of the Polytechnic podcast, but nepotism. 
right? Like, right. Right. I'm not like you know we're all gonna grow in influence and and capability as far as you know the industries that we're breaking out into. But I don't know, you know, Sefa asked it was like, is nepotism bad if you're trying to put your own people on? You know, like right nepotism. No, actually. if you're trying to put your own people on, nepotism's number one. <laughs> it's the best. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Cause like, cause then it's like, it's like, no, you're, you're trying to get your people involved and like make them be the best they can be. Like, I feel like nepotism is bad if you're taking it, if it's, if you're taking advantage of the person that's putting you on or giving you that opportunity and you're squandering it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I guess it's like whoever you're putting on, right? Like, that would yeah, be I think it's like, so if you're putting someone on and, but they have no reason getting put yeah. on. You know what I mean? Like, like the boss's son is trying to run the right. business when his dad's out of town, but right. he doesn't know shit. Or or even Dude, he doesn't want to that run That hustle business, movie but... with uh, Adam Sandler, man. Hustle? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that yeah, the, the yeah, basketball wait, one with, with Adam Sandler? Yeah. KG, with KG. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's about uh, jewelry. Dime, uh, like uh, Wait, no. That was the he's a, the betting one. That, that was, Uncut Gems. Yeah, that was... Yes, Uncut Gems. Oh, okay. the one where he's got the... Oh, with, uh, with the fake Luka Doncic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Futuremonga. What is his name? He's from, no, he's from Space. He's okay, pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty good, actually. He's pretty good. Wait, what, yeah. what, no, what, yeah. what, what made you bring that up? Um, The the Sixers, the Sixers owner, whatever, was like in the meeting. And oh, like yeah. The, the Sixers said, well, you know, this is just in the movie. But it probably happens a lot in those yeah, I'm pretty happy, yeah. where they got family involved with it. Like he was all bigging up this player that was shitty. But like the top recruiter on that team, Adam Sandler, was like, yeah. "Look, dude, his, his attitude. He's like his attitude off the court is like what what makes him shitty. He's a good player when he's there, but you yeah. gotta be there. You gotta show up." And bro was like, "Well, you know, um, you made that bad trade a couple years ago, man. What do you know?" And then Adam oh, wow. Sandler's character was like, "Shut up!" And then the owner was like. You gotta stand up for yourself, man. Right, <laughs> shit like that. Right, and then, and then he offered him the assistant coach position. Uh, I'm spoiling the movie right now. <clears throat> but like, yeah, so hey, it, the people it, that were watching by yeah, now, the people that were gonna watch it watched it. Yeah, yeah. you haven't watched it by now. But yeah, bro, like the, the dude died, and then Adam Sandler lost that opportunity, and then the dude's son got in got in there, and it's like, man, bro. And, you know, that's what I you know conflicted with me. I was like, yo, isn't it nepotism? Why did why did the son get that shit? How many opportunities do people get? Like, are they worthy of every opportunity when it comes to nepotism? Like, I don't know. It, you know, still still a question I keep asking. Like, is it really is it bad? Is it is it always bad? It can definitely sometimes it can definitely ruin like your team's morale or like the the people that are being led by the person they feel is unqualified. Yeah. Like if you just put your kid on or your niece or nephew or family on just without any yeah. qualifications or stuff. I'm sure there's going to be people that have worked there for years. Like, Oh, I'm more qualified for the job or, you know, so it might grow some right. of that discontent within in house. But I feel like the, if you want to put your kid on, you got to train them up to be qualified. And then it's not, it's not a problem. Like you see yeah, a kid that is. really fucks with their parents company or vision or stuff that like, is inspired by it or passionate about the same things they're all in and then when they become or when it gets passed down to them so to speak or when they become the leader there's not as much like revolting because people can't say shit that that person knows their shit they they'd like and they're passionate about the company right. so 
that I, I feel and, that way nepotism is not really bad but in that way no, it's yeah. not necessarily nepotism you just trained up and used your resources to make someone qualified right yeah so just as oh. long as uh, they're qualified and they're not there just picking up a paycheck. Yeah, but I guess nepotism, yeah. that wouldn't be nepotism, then nepotism would just be, you know, just be hooking up your family just because. What up, dog? Is that chemo? What is this, a husky? Yeah. Is it a special husky? What? I don't know, bro. <laughs> he said it's a white like, husky. He just looked <laughs> up and was like, not this shit again. He's like, <laughs> and then you're over here talking, yelling at the computer. He's all mad. He's like, "Oh, yo, you won't be hung over all day. Not take me for a <laughs> right, you you about come to talk to your box." Okay, man. <laughs> I thought you didn't even let me know you was home. <laughs> oh, man, man what, how hot is it there? It's it's about to be summer in Modesto, and the long-haired yeah, husky dog is like, Press. Well, is he it's, shedding it's, already? It's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Shedding everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, yeah, is... everywhere. Yeah, bro. But like, I don't know. It, it, soon it's gonna get to the point where it's like 85, 90 degrees at like three in the morning. Three in the morning, like yeah, three, four in the morning when I go, we're going to work. That stuff sucks. That's when I that like. Sucks. If I'm working in the warehouse, I work. But I'll do the freezer. <laughs> I'll do the I'll do the frozen I'll do the frozen inventory, bro. I got it. I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's hot as shit. <laughs> but the warehouse I used to work, I could never get in the freezer because I couldn't fit the fucking freezer jacket. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are hiding the big jacket up. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, I definitely got to put the air conditioning units in this week. It's supposed to be 100 on Monday up here. Bro, what? Yeah, climate change. So let's talk about America's Samoa and the fisheries and the wildlife sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> That's shit. Hey, Damn it. Now, um, Levi, what's the, the schedule for this summer? Are there any... I know you're coming up for uh, the four days of Aloha. When is that? Um, yeah, man, that um, I got to finish the application for that uh, Poly Fest up in there in Seattle, Auburn, right? Auburn yeah, area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Auburn. Hey, you gonna be at the Poly uh, Fest? Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah. I got paid for that double space. Yeah, it's but, August fifth. Uh, yo, that that was on loose screws, bro. That, that's it was that event was hella dope. Like, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, was like, it was like his, that whole I think it was outlet the third mall one. area. So, I mean, that's also an example of, like, because he he did it, uh, I think that was, like, the third one, and it, it just grew from the first time to the time we were all there. It, it grew into so, so much better of an event than yeah, it was man. before, so. Dude, Brent so, stayed in Hawaii, too, and he's still running that event out there in Washington? Yeah, well, he, they moved he out there. Moved he just to Hawaii, right? Yeah, he Hawaii, took a job Hawaii. Uh, with, uh, it's like, an, I guess you call it a club. It's more like an event space called The Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to my knowledge now, he's not with them. He's with another uh, promoting agency, but still doing good, and he's still traveling for uh, for gigs. As yeah, a DJ, he's so. a bro, big time DJ. He was DJing here yeah. when, yeah, who was it? Was it DJ Noise? A bunch of other guys came and performed. I think it was at Barrel Room. Oh, probably. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Donnell Lewis and Kenyon Brown. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Definitely them boys. Yeah. The boys from Aussie. Hey, that's see, that's nepotism. Kenyon Brown done put his whole family on. He got his sister who goes by uh her name's Pina, so she calls herself Peanut Butter. Uh the other brother, the older brother, Drake Brown. So like the, the all three of them are on tour Ray right now together. Yeah, Ray Lake Ray Lake Brown. Brown. Yeah. Okay. So all three of them are on tour. Yeah. Hey, there you go. That's that's integrating people into that's like uh 
You guys watch the movie Parasite? That's a... Yeah. Which wait, which one? The Japanese one or the anime? Uh, I think it was. Which, which are both Japanese? <laughs> was, it, was it Korean? I think it's Korean. The, the movie's Korean. Yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, when, when they oh live under shoot, the... dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's different <laughs> kinds of Asians, man. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, Asian American ones <laughs> isn't over yet, man. Come on, man. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. Yet, it. <laughs> hey, a couple more days left uh, in yeah, Asian you know, American. We're not all Hawaiian. You know? <laughs> Native Hawaiian Pacific <laughs> Islander month. And my cousin is not him, Tony. Totally. Yeah, yeah, bro. Hey, that's oh, Samoan that's Tony, right? Oh, is yep. he? He's half Samoan. Yep. Well, he's part part he's part Tongan, part Samoan, okay, part. part Caucasian. Oh what? Oh. Yep. All right. His words, not mine. Um <laughs> bro, did did you read that Seattle Times article? The whole thing talking about uh M's uh Going to high school in federal, is it federal way or it, it might have been a different Decatur, yeah. yeah. No federal way, and, and he goes to Decatur, yeah. And then moving to Decatur, uh, his English teacher is a Samoan named Matt Vaena. And this whole article was off of this interview with his English Samoan English teacher, and it was just like <laughs> Vaena said. He was a reserved kid, and he always sung, and he did this. And they called him Will or William. They never heard him called Ian before, but he's a cool guy. He has, like, a dark sense of humor, very dry. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is <laughs> spilling every single thing. How long did you talk to this teacher for? He's like, I know, bro. bro was, well, let me get all the details. Can you put my name in it? Bro, chill out. That's because he's probably best friends with the teachers. Well, so this teacher is the head of, or at least one of the advisors for the Pacific Islanders club at that high school. So I was, oh, okay. I it just envisioned like some thirsty ass teacher. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate I like, you being don't a teacher. Speak out my name. But this dude was just like, the whole, no, it also bothered me that the entire article was just from quotes off of that one interview is like, <laughs> well, you could have, that person could, could have said anything, you know, it's not really, you got to have like at least two, at least two different people corroborating <laughs> some of this shit. <laughs> I don't like these one-sided uh, news journalisms. Like <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised. That just, yeah. I used to give him food every lunchtime. Give him rice yeah, home. Bro, like, Chill out, man. <laughs> Says this is like the one time you're gonna be in the. He was always late to third. He was always late to third period. I don't know why. Hey, bro, shut up! Right? You know the last time I was the one that suggested him to sing it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, chill out. I I also am an alto, uh, a tenor. Uh, you know, so basically, I have an album. Um, yo, hey, he. Every song that he sung, like it's I don't know, like the streams went up for sure on those things. Pop. Spotify, yeah. iTunes, it, it, it got, uh, was crazy. It got, Even it got, the James uh, Blunt song, bro. Hey, yep. Also, at work was like the James Blunt guy's face during that last performance with Ian Thongy was uh was very was so intense, very emotionally captivating. Other words I would use. Uh, but like I bro, I walked into work and I also just started singing, I'm not your son. And I was You're like, not my father. 
I was like, bro, bro, stop. It's too early for this. Nah, my guy yeah, is full vibrato. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, oh, sheesh. <laughs> then, bro, that reminds me of that song, the other song James Blunt had, the Yo, beauty. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's exactly. the OG. Yes, big head. bro. I was like, I was like, he he's been like that though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like how you look how you look younger now than you did in that song. <laughs> this dude had oh. hella face oh, work done. <laughs> why why say, how you look younger? It, it looked like it with his facial expressions. He was, I was a little scary for uh, me. It's probably just the haircut. Shout out to haircuts. Haircuts. The, uh, hey, haircuts are the, the tra- yeah, it's the transformers. It's the Botox. <laughs> uh, on uh I posted uh Forrest talking about uh, Ian Thony's the impact of his win on American Idol to our Facebook page. And we got like our first person today that was like, this guy's trash. Like he's <laughs> the Megan, the country singer should have won. This guy's not going to go anywhere. I was like, is this really, is that really a sentiment that's out there? Or is that just a couple people Hating because they're they're picked and they go through who they wanted, you know. I think it's a little both, man. Because you know, yeah, this both, a, bro, this, it both. was not close. This is a landslide of not a win. Yeah, like as far as the Dude, there's a there's there's a singer who who trains hella uh, who trains a lot of industry artists. Dude's name is Stevie Mackey. I don't know if you guys probably heard of him, but um. His name is Stevie Mackey. I saw him off the Kevon Stage Studios. You know what I mean? Off the oh, all yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But Stevie Mackey would, was always saying while he was, you know, some episodes while he was training, but he was like, singing or being an artist is all about storytelling. Like, I could have the worst singer, but I'm going to train him to tell a story. That shit is what makes a good performance. Yeah. Like, he was like, we all have voices, man. It, but it, it was cool how he explained it because, like, that's how what I saw with uh, Ian's performance. They're like, yeah, man, like you, there are probably some belters that were had better runs, better range, you know what I mean? But like they probably picked um songs that only highlighted one thing and they didn't worry like they didn't focus on storytelling. But damn near every song EM saying, like and <laughs> but it's probably biased because you know we're Pacific Islander. But like probably. it just it just felt it just felt hella comfortable, you know what I mean? Like right. who's just up there jamming Islander music, bruh? Like yeah. He was at home, bro. He was in pocket the whole damn show, like the whole contest. You know what I mean? And like, it's hard for other people to keep up because everybody's putting on a front. But bro was just had an aloha on, wearing slippers. You know what I mean? Like, right. <clears throat> there's no, I don't know. Everybody was able to relate to it, even if they wasn't from Hawaii. No, and plus all the country singers. Hard for you to compete. There's six other country singers on the show <clears throat> singing the same style you're singing. Yeah. Good you know? point. So yeah, bro, because EM's storytelling with every song was was great. You know what I mean? He exemplified the the aloha of every song. The the you know what I mean? He was just vibing yeah. every performance. Me and my sister are watching the show. I think it was two shows before the final. Uh, the last the the country dude that got eliminated before the final round. Does that like all of a sudden then that fool was like at, during his last interview he was like. Hey, well, I want to do it for my autistic brother. So you mean the whole time this show, you ain't never mentioned your autistic brother and why you wanted to win it. But now that you know you're probably about to get eliminated, you're going to bring that story up? 
They're like, oh, they, you know, things like that. You're ingenuine. You know what I mean? Like you then now they're gonna have videos of you and your autistic brother and your mom go there. They're inseparable. He loves him. Like they're best friends. I'm sure that fool ain't been in your house in months to visit his brother. <laughs> you know? Bro, yeah. yeah. That felt like a you know, last second desperation, yeah, Hail Mary kind of let me get let me see if right. I can get eight hundred votes tonight. Right. One time for autism. Like weirdo. The um when you think about like uh the winners of American Idol and the people that uh the singers and how strong they have sung or what songs they have sung or their stories. Like if you think about you compare them to to Ian, is he the strongest traditional vocalist? Nah, I don't you know, no, he's more like a smooth pruner like um right. but that the the competition isn't the best singer it's the singer who can put together the performances the that get the people voting right you know it's, it's like yeah of course you have to have some musical talent but you also have to be popular <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah yo yeah he won the competition through the competition uh metrics like America decided that, you know, he was going to be the American Idol, and they loved his his vibe. You know, just his smoothness, his realness. Like it wasn't no yeah. pulling up. You know, his little brother trying to get things going and people <laughs> to vote for him. It was just like, hey, what's up? I got another song I want to sing for y'all this week. See if you like it. People loved it. You know, and he was just being himself, and that's that's dope to see. So. It's it's not cool to see all the hate, especially when you know that it's not super valid. But people are just kind of oh, reaching, hey man. reaching. Especially that's, how you, that's that's how you know you made it, man. Right, right. Okay. Especially if it's coming from your own people, like this jackass Steven Sitzer. <laughs> Yo, who's this? Uh, who's that guy? Where is he from? Uh, New Zealand, I think. Okay, so he records a TikTok. Someone, dude, New Zealand based. He's a TikTok. Yelling. His platform has changed so many times because he hasn't hit it. So first he used to go on. He used to do like he's, he can sing. He tried to so he used to do singing videos. Then he tried to do comedy, and then now he's trying to be like that real dude. That so this fool was on TikTok talking about how uh, let's be honest, him doesn't have like the powerhouse vocals like past winners. No he shit. said, "You know, <laughs> the only reason Em is gonna win American Idol is because his because dad his died. Story. <laughs> because he was using his dad dying as uh, his story. Right. Um, and people were like, well, obviously that's not true. People are, well, I mean, is it? No, he didn't oh, win because that... his dad died. But he won because his story was ruined. Because also he could sing, and you know, yeah, um." He, a, a big thing is that he said the only reason is that yeah you know his story because otherwise he would have been just another voice which also sounded super butthurt because this guy was a failed singer also and now he's in his car <laughs> saying these things um so it seems like some self like some projecting right like he couldn't make it so he's trying to put it on em that em's not going to make it or that Trying to try right, to because he didn't make it. what it would disqualify or um you know just like you know he, the only reason he's making it and I didn't is because of his story 
yeah. otherwise he'd be just <laughs> that, another voice. Is that your, is that your New Zealand accent? Well, that's my Stephen Satu accent. I think it's pretty good. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, hey, no, I, so yeah, that's some bullshit, right? I think it's a part yeah. of it, right? Because everyone's like, it's his story and the storytelling and definitely yeah. the connection no, of yeah. these songs with his father passing away and his father right. giving him yeah. the music and the inspiration to play the music and him continuing right. on in the name of his father. So I can't yeah. say that his dad dying is not part of his story and him right. his journey to winning American Idol. But that's definitely not the only reason because we're highlighting he's a great storyteller. He's a great musician. He's a good singer. People love him and voted for him. Right. Yeah, but like, it it's crazy because <clears throat> it's almost like you're giving like all the credit to like uh not the talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's trying Chris, to disqualify. He, he the, yeah, the talent. Yeah. He's like, hey, bro. He, he got there. You know what I mean? Like he was there. And uh, there's this comedian way back in the day, bro. When like uh, when Barack Obama won that first election, it was by a landslide. Y'all remember that yeah. shit? Yeah. Uh, what was hella funny like the comedian was you know the first time we see you know one of our people up there you know people came asking me why are you voting for Barack and he was like I don't need no other fucking re I'm voting for Barack because he is Balak because <laughs> he is Balak <laughs> and, and then um, I was like yeah that's what happened with him. Yeah, we saw one of our own up there and we we was old because bro was there you know what I mean yeah. like, even, like even you know um, his you know his pops that circumstances like that circumstance wasn't I you know, if the, even if that didn't happen right his dad passing away we right. still would have been voting for Brad because yeah. we see we seen one of our own up there you idiot that's you know what I mean like of course we all gonna rally behind this motherfucker Brad yeah but like funny. yeah but like to to take a but to like to minute like minimize to try to dim, yeah diminish. to try to diminish that story of him losing his father his father. His, like his dad, bro. You know what I mean? Well, like, like he wanted to diminishing his talents to just, you know, being a a sad story or like a pity vote right. for yeah, a bro. kid who lost his dad. Because like, if anything, bro, if if even if people like did vote like what you would call that, what them pity votes, that didn't keep him going through every other round. Like, no, yeah, that doesn't you know that, I mean? that doesn't last for three yeah. four months. Yeah. Because people yeah. forget that, you know what I mean? Like, people probably yeah. forgot his dad passed away until they mentioned it on the show. And right. they're like, oh, shoot, no, this is just a dope. And it's not like he came on every show. It's like, this is for my dad, dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure they mentioned yeah. it in the lead up to his performance. Oh, of course. Of course. But he personally wasn't using yeah. it. Yeah. You know it I mean? didn't seem like he was trying to force it down uh, people's throats. Yeah. yeah. Trying to use it as a ploy to get votes. He was just like, that's right. part of my story. I can't, you know, not. But my journey really right. is taking this love for music, something I used to do with my dad all the time. And yeah. like, we've seen right. the videos before American Idol. Um, yeah. That, re that have been a recorded for the, and out on YouTube for for years of Ian and his dad, Rodney, jamming, just jamming away the on the face. couch, bro. They're just like. Right. strumming and singing and harmonizing and covering dope songs and yeah so it's even before it's it's not something that was crafted and created just for this campaign on american idol it's him right it's him it's a part of him it's a part of his story and journey and you know america hopped on and supported him so 
it just people just sound yeah. like haters when they're when they try to go against you know when they try to diminish or minimize the talent and the and his journey. Another um, shout out to Jesse and uh, Emerald Dynasty again because they had um, book him last Polyfest to perform. Uh, I got there just a little late, missed him as he was coming off stage. But even then, the kids here they all followed him off of his own personal videos. Uh, from YouTube. Oh, like, uh, bro, was there? Yeah, yeah. He like right, right after you guys got there, he or right before. Sorry, uh, like a couple, maybe two performances before you guys got there. He had just finished. Damn. Yeah. So that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they. I, I was I was irritated that day because it had caught me the same day. I seen personal people that I know posting on their posts, like other people was posting and agreeing with other people saying, "Well, man." My brother and my sister could sing better. They didn't get the chance. That's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Of course that. your brother and sister can sing better. But they didn't go to, you know what I mean? Did they have the boss to go to American Idol? He didn't either. His mom played. <laughs> that, hey, that part, bro. <laughs> hey, just because your brothers like, and sisters don't trust you enough to sign you up for shit right. like Ian's mom did. Right. Don't get mad at Ian. Be like, oh, we should have been up there. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Go do it. I know, for real. And you know what? That should lead into our next question, which is the break your heart uh, part of our... You know what breaks my heart? <laughs> you know what breaks my heart? What heart. breaks your heart, guys? Seeing this crabs in the barrel mentality from the culture that we come from, even though we're so infused with love and togetherness, yeah. we still have... People always... You see somebody... And you get this, like, I don't know if it's regret or if it's just, like, um, anger coming back. And you're like, man, why does he get to make it? And I don't. Mm. Why, why, why all of a sudden he's getting blessed with all this? I do the same thing he does, but I can't get on. Instead of, damn, he got on, I'm going to help him get further. I'm going to support him, you know? I'm going to push his platform and maybe it'll help mine. But my main reason for cheering somebody else on is because they got on. And like Ebrah said, when we all saw Ian Tony on stage, someone that looked just like us, what does that do for the younger generation? It gives them hope that that could be them. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart that a lot of the, a lot of the future people from the Polynesian culture have that mentality of, Crabs in the bucket, you know. Someone's trying to get it out, just about to get out. We gonna pull it back in. You know what I mean? Yeah, because <clears throat> like I hate when people act like that because like that only shows me where you're at in your head. You know what I mean? Where like right when you legit try to talk shit and hate, like um, because it's that's an easy road to go down, right? Like the difficult thing about trying to better yourself is that it's like what the thing about trying to better yourself is that it sucks, like. You have to come to terms with yourself. And if you don't want to come to terms with yourself, you start talking shit about everything outside of yourself. You know, like that's that crabs in a bucket mentality is because like what trips me out is people aren't doing their own self-work. You know what I mean? Like Wait, what is what is what is self-work? Um self-work is like look like well <clears throat> I can say it because it's how I feel lately, right? Like when I first started Levasa, that was easy mentality for me to get into it's like oh bro you like you're just doing 
like shirts, bro. I, I can't be like that other clothing line. Like, like that clothing line is dope, bro. Like he, he's making the shit himself. He knows how to print. Oh, this other one's dope. This dude's actually a graphic designer. I'm not a graphic designer. You know what I mean? Like, easy to feel sorry for yourself. But like the since I've started the brand, what I've learned a lot is that like, yo, Eri, man, you're lacking. Not not just in the the habits you need to build a business, but like your own stuff. Like you got to get your health together, lose some weight. Maybe that'll make you feel better. Maybe that'll give you a better attitude when you're designing some stuff. Um, but like, uh, th that that's that kind of self work, bro. You gotta really look at yourself and be like, yo, bro, what are you not proud of? What what will you be proud of when you get it done? Keep doing those things, because that's that's what self work is, bro. If you want to be better, you gotta start doing the work. Like, that was the easy mentality for me to get into when I first started Levasa. Like. I like there's that imposter syndrome too, kind of like um really creates that crabs in the bucket mentality, right? Because like right. we're always looking at ourselves, oh, who am I to think I could do some grandiose shit, have this idea, have these visions, you know what I mean? Cause like that that fucks with me a lot too, right? But like um like you were saying, Lance, building that catalog is like what helps me with the that imposter syndrome or not feeling like I can make shit happen is the facts. The data You know what I mean? Yeah, you like it's like nah, it looks like you've been like <laughs> wow Va is that uh that voice for me you know what i mean my older brother yeah. <laughs> like, like nah, it's like we've been around you know of course there's there's always gonna be something we can improve we can get better on but let's hit the road it's like just go to these events and like lately the love the outpour love people see when they see me like i, I was like i always remind myself that i was focused on the wrong shit like people like um People fuck with you because they fuck with you. You know what I mean? And I need to worry about that. I don't have to worry about having the coolest design. You know, like I can create some merch, but like, what am I really doing with the brand Levasa? You know what I mean? Is it just, is it just some throwaway shirt or am I trying to put on for the call? I have to wear, you know, like I was worried about the wrong things. I was worried about being the coolest motherfucker. And like, no, bro. Just like, just worry about being you, yourself. Um, and like, don't, don't project this. Like, just try to put the best of yourself out there because. You know what I mean? You got to go home, deal with the worst parts of yourself, develop habits, write that list, write the goals, and then like, figure out how to move forward from there. Sorry, I might have yes. like, ranted off, but no, okay. what, uh, what was the question? Was like three clips. So the, <laughs> right. So so just some, uh, just some oh, yeah. context into what we were talking about. Uh, Eri shot me and uh, Lance a quote from uh, oh, yeah. Read that. Pastor Hingano. Uh, it is God has gifted us each with a holy discontent. Something that when we see it, our hearts break for that thing and we work to make it better you know so there's a lot of, I'm, i know everybody probably has that in their daily life you know they, they have something that really breaks their heart every day that that's that one thing that you know I mean, there's a lot of things you're doing in, in your life but there's that one thing that breaks your heart every day yeah and you're gonna try to make that thing better uh cool. i think there are for us but I think, I think for the three of us too is uh Seeing where our people are at, knowing that we can be better, that breaks our heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why we're Eri does live. Also, me and Lance are here with the the Polynesian. Same with our friends at the Polytech and and uh and at Emerald with uh Mike and and two who does her work, our sister two who does her work in Apia with mm -hmm. Robert Woke. Um, just there's a lot of people out there. Island Mogul, you know guys like that. Island Mogul, the girls from the Mile High Club. It's all to push. Our people forward as someone's usually when we say this it's not in the very 
it's not in the best of light, but we are a very proud people, you know, proud of proud of our own. Yeah. So once we get that into us, we're also gonna want to push our people out. And I think uh knowing that we can do it, knowing that they can do it, but we still see a lot of the cultural norms that probably should have been outdated already and some of the restrictions that we put on uh people just because of tradition and culture. I'm and don't get me wrong, I'm a part I'm I'm older, so I'm a really big proponent of tradition and culture, but there's some things in our culture and tradition that you know it, it can be tweaked to you know well well update, well software update. <laughs> You're right, right. So I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's tough. Like to 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 see to see our own people out there, and we know how talented they are. Like, mm-hmm. man, there's we, we and in the things that we do, especially us when uh, when we do security, you know, uh, that's just and that's only the musical artists that we come across. You know, maybe they're they're still struggling, but we get to meet those guys before they become who they're gonna be. So we know that there's a lot of talent out there, and for things like we we're just talking about, uh, your own people pulling you back in, you know, telling you that maybe you should try something else, maybe you're not gonna get it before they even try. Like that's also part of like like I was talking about your your work, you know, self work. You know, one day maybe you're gonna have to realize that you're gonna have to take another path. But until then, you know, keep trying, keep trying until you find it. But Self-realization is, it is tough, like you guys said. So all the self-work. So, I'm, yeah. Who is uh who is Pastor Pete uh, Hinyano? Oh man, he <clears throat> he's a he pastors a church. What I loved about him man, it was a uh, we met him with the Central Valley Pacific Islander Alliance. They held a youth conference um for kids. What was it? What, thirteen to thirteen to twenty. Right. And um Pete, so I was uh I was part of a panel discussion at the end of this event and um what what I learned about Pete Pete was like, Yeah, you know, pastoring is what I do. Um but you don't gotta call me Pastor Pete or whatever, just call me Pete. You know what I mean? Like uh you know, humble, uh, you know, like a lot of our people are, man, but um he, he pastors a church out of uh Sanger, California, that's by Fresno Lamore area. Um well, you know, by Clovis, by Clovis area around Fresno. Um, but yeah, man, he's, he's a pastor out there. And uh, he was just, you know, uh, leading the panel. Um, what do you call it? What do you call the person who moderator? He was moderating the discussion. And, um, you know, that was the last thing he left us with, man, because uh, a lot of it just dealt with because the other people on the panel that I was with, like even even so, that that imposter syndrome hit me hard when I was on that panel too. Like, <laughs> bro, man, they were they were bro. like, yeah, you know, here we have you know community activists, a lot of community leaders, and I was like, who? <laughs> like, you know, what I, mean? I was like, what, oh, bro? I just started the food bank on Saturdays, bro. I don't, I look, I'm looking at these people that are next to me that have been doing hella work. You know what I mean? Like, they have all the answers to questions I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just here, like I'm in shirts. And I get food out on the weekend, man. Like I, I just started doing this. I, I'm not you, speaking from a place of, you know, what I mean, of, of knowing what I'm talking about. Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's an easy thing to do. It happens a lot. And like you are right next to Jesus. Jesus fed <laughs> people with the one fish and a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But, but so that that panel was really cool, bro. Right? Because you know, it just dealt with uh, 
you know, why community work is important. Because you know, a lot of people look at social sciences like it's it's not important because it's not fucking physics, rocket science, math, or whatever. But I was like, no, man, social science, like psychology, sociology, though those those are important, like as as much as public health and, and community work because we're we're dealing with us, bruh. Like we're not numbers on a piece of paper. We're actual people and we need people like like we need community work because um there's the government there's the government of the institution the institution of the government and there's everybody that falls through the cracks is not being able to find the resources um that they need to live day to day you know what i mean and like that's where community work comes in um and like even with just that food bank that we do every weekend uh, at the church via Dolorosa. but <clears throat> community work yeah say all i to say is that like community work's important because that's where we realize the um how strong the village is, how much we can come together. You know what I mean? Like there's we like we all have to lift each other up. And that's that's how shit works. You know what I mean? And granted, we're we're islanders, so we have that that energy already, but <clears throat> we we don't my in my experience is like we're not we don't take that village mentality and put it towards every other um like facet of our lives yeah you know what i mean because you're talking about like professions uh career paths right um we keep thinking oh uh like rapper sports uh you know we big up those people right but then right. you know the, the lawyers doctors you know like we got to start uh bigging up those people as well you know what i mean because yeah, a lot of the uh private yeah. operators Hey, you feel me? Everybody, yeah. bro. Because, yeah, it's like that. Uh, man, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it, but like, that's where that's why community works important, bro. Is because we have to show each, we have to show each other that we are loved, bro, and that we will work with each other to get some shit done. That's important. Nice. Don't like. That's yeah. why community work is important because we're not doing shit for the sake of doing some shit to fill a quota. You know what I mean, or like only provide a provide a service because of a sale, right? It's like community work is like legit, um, legit compassion, bro. Like everybody I've met in like the, this nonprofit space, bro, fucking giants in their community, dog. Like, like on a personal level, you know what I mean. Like after they're done with this meeting, they're gonna go check on their cousin. Um, you know that like that might be sick. They're gonna go check on their auntie. They're gonna stop out of house, and. Uh, Course. what's it called like i see when you i see i see i see yeah yeah it's like when you check in on your family yeah. when you tap in yeah. i love that yeah. shit bro like that's what yeah. community work is bro it's like when you tap in with your folks but hey bro like this ain't no um i'm gonna see you when i see you type thing like i'm gonna tap in make sure you good you all right yeah. you know what i mean like that's that like that's what I don't know that that's that's why I think community work is important bro cuz like well see personally right that's what you're doing too man with the with the food bank uh I mean, I know it's just us talking and like, but downplaying yourself like that, man, that's, you should have, man, because imagine, imagine the folks, like, granted, there are people you're helping that, you know, they need the help, or maybe they've asked for it, but imagine, so I was just talking about this, and I'm going to put a, I'm going to make a post about it, but like, you know, what's the toughest thing other than realizing that you need help is asking for it. Mm. A lot of people have that problem. So imagine the people that you go to deliver food to, like, you know, that doesn't come to the food bank. Maybe they're too small to come to the food bank, you know, too embarrassed to 
to admit that they need help or you show up on their doorstep with all the extra stuff, those people that you're reaching, the ones that don't ask for help, imagine imagine the impact you're making on them, you know? So as you as a community, you're definitely a community leader. You belong in that space, man. That's That work is, is, is big work and it's work that no one else is willing to do. That's why community leaders, sure. that's why they're so loved among their people because it's work that people... Like the people you expect to be doing it, like these politicians, maybe who should be walking the streets, like once they get elected to go see what's really going on in the yeah. streets. I know it's time consuming their job, but they're not doing it. You know who's doing all that stuff? Who's actually checking on the people that voted for them? The community leaders. They're the ones giving out the food. They're the ones driving people to hospitals. They're the ones coming out their own pocket to buy medicine for these kids that need medicine. Community leaders are big. They're not, they're not very well celebrated in the mainstream but amongst your people amongst your peers Iran, you yeah a legend man and you know what i mean just for you to be invited to that you probably don't know it but there's a lot of people out there that know your name and it's they're probably really thankful to have you around especially in that area that you're you're helping around your church man not just within your church yeah. but the community around it so 100 yeah, yeah. percent. yeah appreciate you thank you for that, important work, I did, yeah and you you built up you know, a, a catalog of, of the not only of the Levasa brand, but also for the community works that you're doing. How many uh, how many weeks would you say you guys have been doing this uh, Saturday food bank? Uh, man, every weekend since December. Damn. So six months. Damn. Yeah, six months. We only missed two. We only missed two weeks because we went to that trip. That that uh that youth conference we took the alcohol right, there, right. um but yeah we only missed two weeks out of but uh yeah so now people are weeks. able to rely on it on the consistency of it and it, I feel right, like yeah, that kind of is going to be able to raise the pro not only the profile but the people that use it like the amount of people that use it are going to be able to it's going to go up because the word is yeah. spreading that you know people can constantly and consistently expect help from their right. community members on this day. It's uh what, Saturday, 11 to two in Modesto at Via Dolorosa? Yes, sir, 1331 Cascade. 1331 Cascade yeah, Avenue. What I, what I love about it, what I love about that is that like, like the, it's, it's we're not, so what I love is that we're actually being a church, man, like, and granted this, you know, something like me and, uh, oh, hey, what is the Kai Kai Akulavo? <laughs> Let's go. And I like, like giving them you know, the real. Crazy. Yeah, what's crazy, man, is that like legit coming into this role, bro. Well, you know, it's just our elders. They they looked at our my generation and was like, hey, man, you know, you I see you doing stuff for the business, man. Come to the church, you know, get more involved, you know, because uh, you know the fellowship is small now. But like that, man, I, I really gotta commend my like mom, dad, aunties, uncles. Because there was times like our church, it was only like seven people at church, right? But they kept going. They kept doing a phone call every every Saturday. But like, I don't yeah. know, stepping to this role, just you know, being more active with my family, the Oklahoma, the youth. Um, it's for sure. It, it's done a lot for me, Brad. Because like, like what Pete said, it was um, that finding your purpose, like what breaks your heart. What broke my heart was that like, yo, we gotta create this space for the kids. You know what I mean? Like that nostalgia I have of growing up in this exact church playing uh, Ingo Vea at night where we got to do the umu and not helping with the elves. 
you know, I was like, dude, those are memories. Those are core memories, bro. But like, who's going to do that with his next generation for any of us? You know what I mean? Like, these kids come here. Um, we got to make sure it's it's a dope space. How do we learn the culture? How do we get them involved with this community work? And that's the, it's cool to see, you know, that the kids are in a, they're not turned off by it. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're right. interested in the work, you know, like that's what's hella cool to me is they're like, Oh, are we doing the food bank? Like they look forward to coming to the church on the weekend. Like it's cool to help these days. You know? Yeah. Like one, like, one, because they're all cousins, you know what I mean? Like gotcha. and they just, and they just want to see everybody, but like, you know, after they're done helping us, you know, do the fouls or run the food bank, everybody's playing at the church. And like, you know, us stepping into this role, helping with the Alcala and the church, um, it, it's it's trippy, man. Because you know, it's a another thing where I'll, where I'll try to sabotage myself and be like, "Bro, who the fuck are we?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do we look like trying to do some shit like this? Like, leading the Alcala What the Bruh, hell? That is, that <laughs> you know, what I mean? syndrome is that should be Ooh, popping up. Fucking... Yeah, bro. Like that's it. But oh, like that is my biggest. I guess fucking caveat. Oh no, caveat is something that's good, right? Uh, caveat's just like sure. a, a side. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll that imposter syndrome. Uh, that shit. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's your biggest red flag. That's it. That's my biggest red flag. It was like I'll, yeah, like uh, I'll spend like at least twenty to thirty minutes, bruh, every day, just like going through the bad shit. You're like, yo, bruh, like there's so much shit you gotta do. You're not fucking doing it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you gotta, it was like, you gotta, it was like, you gotta, it was like, you gotta learn your language. It's like, you're not losing weight. You gotta do better with your health. Or you gotta show up for, the, for your people, bro. You gotta be the best version of yourself. How you gonna do that, bro? You know what I mean? And then, and then it's like, okay, I can't, I can't solve all that shit. What I can do now is try to update some designs. What I can do now is I don't try to get my 10,000 steps in for the day. Watch what the fuck I'm eating. You know what I mean? Like, that imposter syndrome, bro, hits me hard all Control the time. Man. Like, yeah, worry. bro, because I gotta watch what I'm eating every day. I watch it go in my mouth and <laughs> right, bro. Well, you, like you gotta imagine, bro. Like, I don't know, uh, like the bigger my dreams, the 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 bigger like the vision gets. It's also like the bigger the doubts get too. But I gotta learn which one I'm listening to more. You know what I mean? Right. I gotta figure. I gotta. It like it becomes a conscious decision to. Yeah, of course, shit could go bad. We know she could go bad, bruh. You know what I mean? But what <laughs> about always go if it went good? Yeah, you know? And I was like, bruh, like, focus on that. Worry about that. Worry about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Sometimes I lose patience with others because, like, they don't see what I see or they don't have, like, a positive attitude about it. That's why. Yeah. He's like, they don't have a positive attitude about it. And, like, uh, I try to, I don't know. Sometimes, like, some, I got to watch my behavior in those settings because, like, I don't want to hear that negativity because I'm already talking negative to myself. Like, you know what I, mean? like, I don't need to hear this. Like, from no, you no, no. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? I was like, just like, hey, yo, I bro. I already told myself this five minutes ago. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. Do you tell them to and cut it like, out? I was like, bro, no. Of course things could go wrong, bro. Let's, let's, we're going to do our best. It's all right. It's all right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're, the positive, like, you're the positive voice for others? Yeah, bro. So, like, inside your own head. Yeah, but it's, bro, that's but it's my because. Life. Yeah, it's because yeah, like yeah, I know I know she could go wrong, but like I'm not gonna give credence to like to negativity, like right. You know what I mean? Like what will happen? What happen? I got more faith in God than than fear of failure. Like it's shit's gonna happen, bro. Like, yeah. And yeah, then that's man. when I I gotta remember everything, like the facts, Lance. Like 
if if ever you guys start doubting yourself of where this fucking podcast could go, nigga, y'all 54 episodes in. You know what I mean? Because like you have something to build off of. That is solid. Nobody can take that shit from you know what I mean? Like that, like that's what Val always reminds me of, bro. It's like, no, nah, we've been to hella festivals. You've been grinding away at it. Like you can print anything that somebody gives to you if they had an order for shirts. You can do that shit now. You done built up some skills that you can uh not necessarily uh sell, but like services you can provide. You know what I mean? Yep. So you built up skills, it's like you good. Like those are facts. Nobody can take that shit away from yeah. you. Um and so yeah, bro. Like if there's yeah, if there's anybody out there that deals with that like uh low self esteem, lack of self confidence, bro, you just start you just gotta start what start creating facts, like put in that work that nobody else can take fucking that nobody else can take away from you. You know what I mean? Because like it's easy to get downtrodden in that negativity trench, bro. Like it's hard to get yourself out there. Even shit, if it's not even what you would consider great art, create art. Like, and as you continue right, right. to create and you continue to be consistent in doing what you know you're passionate about, you might not be good at, you know, the process yet, but you keep up these repetitions, you keep doing, you keep using the skills and you will become a, not only competent, but a you know, good creative. Um, so definitely want to encourage people. If you're thinking about, you know, oh, I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to paint. I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to podcast. I always wanted to, you know, be an actress or, you know, slam poetry, whatever. You can, you can do that and you, you should just, just start, start and you'll, you'll look back in a year or two and you'll have all these examples that you can do it and that definitely helps a lot when that imposter syndrome comes up and it's like who are you to say or do or believe that you could be anything and you're like oh i'm the person that already you know did this album i'm the person that already you know put together these community works brought these people together i'm, I'm the person that you know created new relationships and, and positivity like just just try to to get started, no matter how small. Right. Just imagine all the right. families that wouldn't have eaten these past six months. Yeah. If you guys weren't there on the weekends, or imagine how much trouble some of your little cousins could have gotten into without having someone to go on a Saturday. Because oh. I know that's the last place I was going to on a Saturday. For, but, uh, <laughs> for food, bro. That's this for for food. There was just passed because the debt limit um, negotiations just happened. There's going to be a lot of people losing uh, food benefits, food stamps, food stamps. Yep. So, yep. you know, this might be yeah. specifically for the food bank that you're doing at Via Dolorosa every Saturday might be an even bigger need uh, for the community because there's a there's yeah. a bunch of changes that are, are coming down after that uh, negotiation uh, gets signed. Damn, bro, I didn't even know that shit. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yo, so I, I got to mention something that Carl said, Carl from uh Pacifica by design, yep, yep. Carl and Nacky. Shout out to Carl and Nacky. Um, yeah. yeah, big love to them, man. They like they always come through, cop hella shit every time they see me. I'm um, at the events, man. So always thankful for their support, man. Oh, they were talking um, about uh, the last time uh, they tried to get merch from you guys. Well, on their last FICA episode, I think it was uh, Thursday evening. They're like, yeah, we didn't want to hold a bunch of the stuff that we were gonna buy, so we told the boss that we we're gonna go and we'd be back. And then they came back and. A bunch of your, it's like sold gone. out. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta bro. get it. 
that yeah man that event was cool man hello people there but uh i think carl was the one saying because Carl had visited uh the food bank uh, to meet up with those so pd uh about something they're doing together uh, with the with the podcast and um yep living room media um but carl was like yeah man you know i think a question you know a lot of uh a lot of people have you know think about when it comes to churches is that um like if the church wasn't there what would be the difference in that community right and it's like yeah but it's a lot of community organizations ask of themselves they're like you know if this service wasn't here this um community organization wasn't there would there be a difference and you know what i mean and if the answer is yes then bro keep doing that work you know what i mean yeah. that, that was a big that was a big thing you know i guess my generation really wanted to get done um with uh that's the reason why we started getting more involved with the with the church and just with the community because like we're not just serving like like civic islanders you know like right. it's just exactly. legit, we're doing the like the church of the, the work of the church like you know we legit know the people across the street now you know like nice. these these people come through and this lady one of these ladies maria is always telling us recipes that she can use all the vegetables for <laughs> you know what i mean but like we don't speak Spanish, bro. The only Spanish I know, I was I was, always make fun of it with my cousins, but I only know how to say "Don't shake the baby" in Spanish. Why is that? Yeah. Why is that he your goes, phrase? He goes, "Nunca sacura a un bebé." Why do you know that? <laughs> because, well, um, I I took the bus a lot as a kid growing up in Modesto, and that was one of the ads on the sign of the bus, like the shaking baby yeah. syndrome. They're like, yeah. yo, don't shake the baby hella hard. It's bad for them. It's bad for their neck. They're like, this order help. It just had like a lady holding the baby up. And it said, nunca sakura a un bebe. <laughs> How old were you when you saw that? I think it was like, what, sixth grade? Sixth grade? <laughs> nah, I was like, from the bay, you know the other phrase, man. I don't see this. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, man. But like. Uh, that that's like the only Spanish I know, and like the kids, they're all taking Spanish in their high school classes. And I'm like, don't you guys know what they're saying? Uh, but they keep asking us, like, oh, can we can we uh, tell my neighbor? Can we bring more people? And we're like, huh? I'm I'm over looking at the kids, like, Gio, what did he say? And he was like, I, I don't um, it's mucho calor, which means it's like hella hot. And I was like, that didn't oh help. God. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, that Google Translate. Yeah, bro. That's it's what like Va did. Text to speech now. Speech to text. Bro, bro Va straight up put Va, the guy looked at Va like legit said a whole a whole thing, and Va was like, "Okay, hold up. Can you say that again?" <laughs> exactly. Hey, bro, use that. Shit. And then I was like, I was like, just the only about. time when AI is actually useful. Yeah, yeah bro. No, man. Oh, there are so there are so many side Don't topics. Don't do it because we're gonna be stuck on it forever. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, that's, that's why. So I love about. That's hours. what I love about getting endeared to that community, man. Because like that shit reminds me of, you know, how I gotta stay true to myself, my culture, oh, uh, yeah. my faith with the brand, right? With Levasa, they're like, right. hey, bro, don't you ever be, what's the term, clout chasing? You know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah. don't be out here trying to be the fucking cool guy, bro. Like, you're, you're like. Your brand is rooted in in the culture. It's rooted in love. It's rooted in faith. Um, but like you know, doing that shit every Saturday and trying to be consistent with it, because it's tough, man. Like we have to source donations from different spots. Definitely. You know what I mean? And like I'm, yeah. I'm steady trying to look for you know people who are willing to donate. 
because you know they're it's a product cost. You know what I mean? Like they're yep. still giving up um like goods and and so it's like damn man, like it, it's hard to uh it's getting harder and harder to find the donations locally. Wait, so we gotta get there, Sacramento. Is there not a consistent place that's giving you donations in Modesto? Or do you have to like find No, so, yeah, so so there's a spot called the Rock Church. Um right here about a oh, house okay. actually. Is that somewhere. what pops in them? Um Wait, which one's the you said you had a friend and his dad that was like, come and take all this stuff, take all this food and stuff. Got it and stuff. Oh, no. So that was the first one. Uh, the first one we did in uh, December. Yeah, that's not the Rock Church? No, no, no. That, that was, uh, what was it? That was family, the Duane's family. Um, legit. Grew up with them in high school. I went to school with, uh, what is it? The, their daughter, my friend Sarah. So yeah, definitely love and like to Sarah. My older cousins went to school with her older brother, uh, but it's always been love with them, man. Like we grew up alongside them, you know. What I mean? So, uh, but that's, that, that was the Duenas family. They they did they gave us a lot of donations uh, on that first December one. And now you have the the Rock Church that does consistently every week. You pick up from them. Yeah, so we pick up from them on Tuesday, and then sometimes we go to Sacramento to this dude named James Letoa, who has probably the biggest food bank in Sacramento, like. Line is always around the block up there, like, like, legit down the street. Like, yeah. Um, and Oost pulls up with a damn eighteen wheeler, a whole fucking trailer, bro, full of shit, full of pallets. And he's giving what, out. What kind and of so food like, is is coming off of there? Uh, so, so it varies, man. Like you know, because you know he he's doing the same thing I'm doing, like on way goods. bigger, way bigger scale. Like yeah, canned goods, the what is it, dried goods, the um. Fruits, nuts, the, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh, sometimes food, meat, frozen fruit. Yeah, um, that's dope. Yeah, man. And like, but who's going with a trailer shit? You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, man, you know, uh, when I first got started, we asked, you know, to pick up from him. Sack. He's like, yeah, man, come every weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, just come every weekend, man. You can definitely pick up, um, you know, just keep track of how many people you can serve uh, every weekend. You know, it's definitely going to grow, man. Like, if if you realize that it's a need in that community, um, try to meet that need, man. And I was like, that meet that need is is the new terminology you hear a lot in the nonprofit space, man. Especially with uh, you know, people providing these these community programs, such as after school programs, the language cultural programs that they got going on in Frisco, and you know, with the different nonprofits. But but they always say, if you want to get involved in community work, figure out what your community needs, right? Like, do they just need access to some like good like gear like um computers laptops you know or do they actually need like physical clothes um or do they need like coupons to actually go buy stuff at the store you know what i mean like what is the need meet that need yeah because you don't want to have like you don't want to just be donating stuff to the community and it's stuff that they don't need. So now, like, you know, they yeah. stuff that, now it's just extra stuff piled up at the house that they probably not going to be able to use, or but somebody else somewhere can be using it. So right, right. get that. That's dope. Um, yeah, would you man. say that's uh, that that's what breaks your heart? Um, Man. But yeah, well, I don't know. I'd say what breaks my heart is a lot aligned with uh, what Forrest was saying, that, like, I would say what breaks my heart is that uh, we 
we uh, man, this is gonna sound weird. What breaks my heart is that we don't know who the real enemy is. Mm. And what I mean by that, 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 that sound like, weird. That sounds real as fuck. Wait, yeah. I'm, like, I'm interested. What, what does this mean? You don't. It's like so you know, a lot of my folks was like they grew up in gangs, they grew up in uh you know, out here in Modesto, you know, a lot of people was hustling and sometimes it's beef there because like folks might get jealous how much money somebody else is making, right? Right. But then keep trying to tell people it's like, no, bro. That's not like that person is not the enemy. You know what I mean? Like that person is somebody who has kids, a family right now. We grown. You don't gotta family. you do you do not gotta push past beef at all. Like if anything, don't inherit nobody else's beef. Yeah, you know, yep. it's like yep. look, bro, that's not the enemy. The enemy is um th- like the enemy of the negative thoughts in your own head, bro. You gotta conquer that shit. Like the real enemy in his life is is like legit mental illness, uh bad health. You know, the real enemy is depression. The real enemy is hate, envy, jealousy. That's the real en- enemy. You know what I mean? And the fact that we that we don't realize that, you know, um, as well, I feel like a lot of people do, but they just don't act on it. It's like, that's like that's the real enemy, bro. Like, how do you fight your own negative thoughts about yourself? How do you how do you make yourself better the best possible way? I think that, that falls a lot in line with the stoicism or that stoic philosophy that's been popping up a lot lately. I don't know if you guys see it. What is that? Tell me about that. I feel like Oh, Lance, but like definitely look into it, man. Like the most famous guy right now is he he be on all the news networks is a dude named Ryan Holiday. But um stoicism deals a lot with uh the thoughts of uh the stoic philosophy is it starts with me. That's it. Like you know what I mean? oh, nice. like the way the way I perceive the world, the way I like put myself out there, it starts with me. Me getting mad at somebody only means I don't have control over myself. It's like, um, you know, he said this thing about like working out and disciplining yourself better, right? It's like you have to train the body to obey your mind. Like, um, oh, train train your body so much so that it will not disobey the mind. Right. The Bible says it too. Like spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Um knowing how to push your body to its own limits. Yeah, you know. Mind. I was like, damn, bro, like that philosophy um is really strong. Well, so I guess the basic intro would be it was the thoughts of Marcus Aurelius, who's one of the emperors of Rome. But I guess I think he was one of the most endeared emperors because he would legit be among the people. Maximus. <laughs> right. But, uh, Gladiator two <laughs> is coming, but he uh, it is. Oh, for real? Yeah. It is. Bruh. Sorry, Marcus Aurelius okay. and the and the people. Oh, so far. yeah, Kanye. He, uh, this is my city. Watch this. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, bro. So Marcus Aurelius, he he had these uh these thoughts that he wrote down for himself like every day, and he was just saying that like, you know, um. Like I'm an emperor of conquered lands, but like the you know the thing we we all have to conquer is our own mind. Like we can fall victim to it at any at any given moment. Um, and that, that's what a lot of his uh, that's what a lot of stoic philosophy deals with. Yeah. They're like, hey man, you know things suck. Is you? <laughs> like, that's hey, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I can get a, I can get along with that. Just realizing, hey, <laughs> that sucks or this sucks. But, I mean, I you know, it. we're moving on. <laughs> Right. right. I read a quote. Uh, it's not from Max. It's more hood than uh, Max Mister Ridius. But uh, 
it's uh you can't call yourself a big homie if you're the one in the hood pushing people towards drugs and keeping them you know in jail yeah bro you know what i mean and we're past that we're past those days when we're like you're trying to get these kids to do crime with you you know what i mean instead of you push them towards something else push them something towards something that you could have never been like because that wasn't your that's not the area you lived in you know what i mean that wasn't your normal that wasn't normal for you change the normal for these kids you know um but yeah yeah sorry say all that say that's what that's what breaks my heart lance that like yeah, we don't know who the real enemy is we gotta figure figure out that i could be the lady at the taco shop who keeps feeding you the tacos instead of telling you to get a salad or or it could be you for keep going to the taco lady <laughs> like nah man the real the real enemy on, on my friends you know is like when they offer me food i'll be like nah then they'd be like you Oops, bro. You know, come on, man. Don't be like that. I know you're. I know you're hungry. But no, I just said no. No, come on, man. I know you're hungry. Come on. All right. See, I come on. They're hey, they already got a plate. They're handing it to you. You're like, all right, fine. I mean, I might as well. You know, you know how toxic I was with my friends as as a kid in high school. I'd be like, hey, man, it's gonna be an insult to my mom if you don't eat. Bro, put them on my partners to this day, bro. Uh, he would always come to the house after, and like this is back when my church had a bingo. But like, so bro, we'd get off practice, and like we'd have to go straight from practice to helping out at the stack bar at the bingo. But the lady would always give us give us food and stuff, whatever. But then uh, when the stack bar had closed down, like the the company that ran that building wasn't able to like staff that position oh, anymore. Yeah. Um, every each family had to uh, do the dinner at the bingo. Like every every night we were open. There was one night we just made hella masi, pancake, hella stuff, right? And then my friend, bro, he's black, man. Uh, my guy, James Waters, man, H2O. But uh, to this day, bro, he still he still remembers. He's like, hey, Oops, what's up with the masi, man? <laughs> he's like, what's up? I need that shit, bro, that shit. Uh, bro. <laughs> Say I'll be dying, bro. He was like, yo, man, let me know whenever your mom make the pancake, the nigga, that shit fire, man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. Oh, okay. I was gonna tell you, man, because you were talking about Samuel Nagley's trying to learn your language better. This is what you do, man. This is how I learned as a kid. You go find the one kid that's from Samoa in your church, the one that can barely speak English. You make him your friend, man. He will teach you how to speak Samoan the best. He teach you how to speak English. He teach you how to speak. And, you, and, I, and yet, and that's how I learned, man. I used to go to my grandma's house as a kid, and I used to get tired of my cousins and my friends teasing me, like you know, should you know i can understand it and that make me more mad because they couldn't understand my english but i could understand their sound voice. <laughs> <I don't>, yes. <laughs> so now you're mad for no reason but like a lot of these kids like my one of my best friends like he could barely speak english he could speak all the kinds of we understood each other so he'd do his best to always explain to me like never tried to speak english to me always spoke someone to me and in exchange i taught him how to speak english so Hey, find that kid in your in your church, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the fastest way to learn Samoan. Right, bro. Sheesh. Yeah, happy Samoan language week. And that's what we're going. Happy Samoan language week. Oh, Samoan language week. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Uh, man, what's the word of the day? The word for today is fatu for heart. Since we're talking about what breaks our hearts, yeah, fatu. Yeah, hey, Lance. Have you thought about the question? What 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 breaks your heart, or, or and are working to make better? I, I felt like uh, 
a lot of what I've been thinking about as far as things I wanted like change or or stuff like future stuff or things that are gonna have to that Nora's gonna have to deal with that my kid is gonna have yeah. to grow up in or that are gonna directly affect her. Um, but I was I was thinking about it and it was I feel like what Pete was talking about you know God has gifted everybody with this holy discontent something that when you see it it breaks your heart something that you want to work to fix it's also kind of related to that uh that quote uh be the person that you needed when you were younger Mm -hmm. um and so definitely uh in the things that i do and that we post i just want to be like uh just a representation for pacific islanders that's like the biggest thing for like not necessarily all pacific islanders for like the younger generation not that the olders sorry not that the olders don't count boomers (laughs) uh but definitely you know growing up and not always uh liking or um just being just different types of shit cartoons pokemon like all the kind of stuff I liked, Harry Potter, math, it wasn't always the coolest stuff. So definitely just providing the space where it's cool to be yourself. It's cool to like what you like. Uh, you don't have to try to put on airs or, you know, have the newest clothes or, you know, do the craziest shit just to get friends and stuff. You be you and you'll find, you know, your shine's going to attract those that are attracted to it and you're going to find your people. So you be you and you can win American Idol. Yeah. And if that's something that you want to do, you know, hopefully you pursue it. I know it's hard, but yeah, dealing with imposter syndrome and just like not feeling uh, like I belong in a lot of spaces or uh, yeah, just being able to be a person that's like, Hey, you're good. You know, you're good as you are. You might not be perfect. You might actually be imperfect, but that's, you know, that's what makes us who we are. We all have our different things. We're not all the same person. Perfectly imperfect, I think, is what I heard. But, yo, yeah, feel free to be, provide that space for people to feel free and to be themselves and whatever. I might not like all the shit you like, but I'll probably know some people that do, and you'll find those people and, yeah, and it's all, yeah, it really is all just love and trying to, yeah, make sure people don't don't feel down or lost or alone in in the, when, when they're growing up and stuff. And I, bro, I grew up like with hella support, like with good, pretty good family and parents, and I still felt like down and out a lot of times. So you know, I'm sure in other circumstances it might people might feel that way too so yeah just doing what i can or, or putting out what we can to hey tell people it's cool to be yourself you want to talk sports with your friends there's definitely an avenue to do that and we can show you how to do that uh here or for yourself you want to create clothing there are people like you that do that you want to make music you want to you know, write poems write stories there are people that do that that look like you that have been through the same things you have so yeah just trying to not only provide that example but amplify 
all these other examples. So, yeah. But mm. in those cases, I'm also like, oh man, these people are really doing shit, and like, and that's that's Dude, it. That helps. Helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. bro. That, that reminds me of like, because yeah. So like with the whole like mental health thing that's been happening lately, I used to tell myself, bro, that's white people problems. Like. I was like, we are too broke to to be depressed. We no. gotta get a check, bro. Like, you know, that's what I mean, why we depressed, like, man. <laughs> bro, like that sounds bro, bro, that sounds hella bad, bro. I was like, yo, bro, like, um, anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Just anxiety, bro. Go get you some money, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I used to think, bro. And then like, uh, that's not my anxiety. That's my high blood pressure. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> um, no. Definitely. And those are the things like all of all three of us hit on. There's things in the culture that should be kept in our culture, and then there's things that should be changed. I agree wholeheartedly with a lot of these younger people who are trying to change those things. Some I don't agree with, but that's why we have these platforms so we can all talk about it and see which ones we should be changing. Yeah. I don't so that we don't have like the young men that aren't us, like you were speaking about, Lance, like if Noah, what if she does date uh, um, a Polynesian man or a Polynesian woman, and they're dealing with things like that, yeah. like we're trying to break that cycle of kids growing up thinking that no, I'm Polynesian, <laughs> I don't have those problems. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not depression, that's cultural. <laughs> of course, it's supposed to feel bad. It's not depression. My, my parents are supposed to make me feel like shit. <laughs> your parents don't. Yeah. Yo, yeah, bro, because like that reminds me like of of a term that I like. I think is um, really important now is holding space for someone or holding space for something. Like I was like, oh, that's just a white way of saying right, such and such. And I was like, no, no, holding space for somebody is important. Like that's that that that's all we're ever trying to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, I think my my favorite example of like holding space is legit when we like. Every night when we do locally, like with my parents at the house, like st- everybody stops what they're doing. They come together. We come to the living room. And we hold that space for faith and, and prayer. Yep. You know what I mean? And I was like, that shit's important. And like, that's like one of the recent revelations I had. <laughs> that was like, that's not a white people thing. <laughs> like, holding space work for everyone. Yeah. I was like, what? No. Like Same. holding space. Like that, that happens to every culture. Every, everybody, like everybody holds space for something significant and i was like right. so when you hold space you know for the youth for for your loved ones breath for your people for your significant other it's like it's like that's a naturally just human thing you know what i mean? don't play devil's advocate and be like you know why we don't do those things and we always uh relegate it to ah, that's palani stuff because palani people made us feel that way like y'all don't deal with our shit you know what i mean what do you mean? That's and they didn't say spaces for us back then. Oh, uh, yeah, there were certain things that's you, saying, you don't go to it's therapy, not your problem. you don't have the right, you don't go to therapy. therapy, you're just weird, right? You know, what I mean? go, you don't go to therapy, don't drink, you're just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. right? You know, what I mean, here's some alcohol, yeah. go get drunk with your people, do some faumus tomorrow morning, you'll feel fine. great, you'll feel a lot better. Yeah, you go get some drunk faumus, just <laughs> you know, a couple faumus, maybe you get slapped once or twice. or You'll be fine. Or man. you'll at least bury it down a little further where it won't come up. Right. It won't be regurgitated so quickly. And then you just keep right, like, packing so- that down every right. weekend. Like, you're not right. overworked. 
pushing her over work. Look at the escalade you drive. Look at the 14 hours you work just to pay for the escalade. You're fine. <laughs> it's like, what that thing get? 10 miles a gallon? You're like, nine. Mm. No, 13. <laughs> Remember that, bro? From uh, what's that movie? Be yeah. cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, oh man, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Man. oh, Brad, hey, yeah. was in there too. He played a gay cowboy. <laughs> uh, a gay actor. I like when he was the the yeah. monologue, <laughs> right? What did was it? Monologue is one one part. You so only one character, <laughs> but he had an afro in that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. That shit was. I don't like the rock and like wings. Got new shiny red boots. What kind of hair is he gonna have in Moana live action? Well, if he keeps being it, he's not gonna have any hair because of all the stresses you get from these people <laughs> telling him he shouldn't be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's. Hey gonna man, you can't tell up. the Rock nothing, man. Nah, you can't tell the Rock nothing. For real, man. You know what? I'll take it, man. If it puts Moana in a uh, in a bigger space, I'll take it. Man. I f- I feel like the Rock is always selling the bit. What is that selling selling the whatever the angle like he's always no yeah uh his posts are trying to be for the people i know yeah but it's really just you know it's everything that adds up to his persona of the rock right. and then you know growing these companies which are tied deeply to him as a person like his terramana like he's the one you know right in the always in the, the pictures and stuff. The XFL, he's handing out the championship trophy. Uh, Project he, Rock, he his it. clothing, his workout line, it's all it's yeah. really tied uh, to him. So he's always got a... Did you see his latest IG post where he's uh, lifting weights with some music in the background? Yeah, I saw that on uh, For Samoa's uh, Instagram yeah. page. Oh, no, let's see But yeah he, yeah, he was like lifting during uh, and, and playing. What's What song was it? I don't think That's I. Right, I don't think was. I played it. Classic with the, one song. With the audio. Classic Simon one song, uh, and again, it just goes like. It, it's good marketing, if anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, but I feel like it's all marketing, really. Yeah, it's he's right. he knows that he's got a, that he's like he's got an audience. Not on the audience, but he's got all these brands on his shoulders, literally. So he's yeah. got to keep that up, but then he's also good. Um, I read the. His book, uh, The Rock Says, and this was like back in like 2004, I think is when I read it. So this is when he was still wrestling and making that tra- early stages, make that yeah. transition to uh, Hollywood. Um, but just going over how he was raised and um, what his dad taught him and how he learned life lessons. And he had to you know fend for himself a lot of times. He had to do what he had to do to try to help his family. His family wasn't always... Uh, you know, living in the spotlight, they had to move out. And right. They moved to Tennessee, and um, his, da- well, his dad a, was just a, a whole sitcom about it. Yeah, and a right. lot of it, it, it's been cool to to see in uh, the Young Rock. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got a story for you, and he just fucking right. launches into whatever <laughs> each week, and I'm like, oh yeah, and then I'll spoil it for Sammy, and I'll be like, this is when his grandma gets arrested and sent back to Samoa. But even in that, he's able to tell it a little certain way um, uh, and right. kind of not whitewash it, but kind of uh, clean it, have clean, yeah, have it. his own yeah. spin, clean it up a little bit so that when he runs for president, 
in 2028. Uh, and people are like, well, your family was homeless. And he was like, yeah, season two, episode four, go ahead and rewatch it. I already talked about this or, you know, I already did right. this in an interview or I already addressed this. I, I think it's a lot of, you know, just angling for the right opportunities. And I imagine if anybody ever came up with that, his response would be, well, see, now if you elect me, your family will never be homeless. Yeah, he's going to, yeah, he's going to, I understand <laughs> what it's like to be touched by being evicted and being homeless, whether in Hawaii or Tennessee, you know, he'll be able to relate, you know, he's, he's got that same energy. Um, yeah. Do you smell what the president is cooking? Finally, Russia, POTUS Russia. has come. Back. What do you think, Russia? It doesn't matter what you think, Russia. Hey, hey, Vlad, hey, Vlad, Vlad, shut up. Know your role <laughs> and stop your invasion. Can you imagine, imagine having that to settle like a, a, a dispute between countries? Like, hey, my president's going to wrestle your president. Yeah, then you The should, Rock would be like, the Rock, there speak. would be like an immediate switch like this year for <laughs> The Rock God or some MMA fighter, but definitely as a person that would have the ability to wrestle and could and unite <laughs> the people and unify both sides of the aisle, Dwayne The Rock Johnson for president. The Brahma Bull. Um, oh, bro. Before... Uh, before we do shout outs, uh we got some right right we got some writers. Kimo Kimo in the back there, like bro, if you don't take me for my if you don't walk. open this garage door, you better crack this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh he hey, he laying on the garage cement, smooth cement floor. It's uh, nice oh, and cool. It's man, the coolest place in the house. My man came in there like a few times. He left the room like a few times, came back, looked at everybody like, bro, really? Are you done? Hey Are you done? I'm look. zooming <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Let me know where you. He's so disappointed at you right now. Ready to walk. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys, uh, still writing? What is the last time you guys wrote? Yeah, I write every day, man. I just a lot of it is just I just forget to like. But I'm yeah. I saw I, I saw you post thing. on your uh, your story another yeah. uh, encouraging morning message, like at sunset, yeah, sunrise. That was good to see you again. So yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Love those. Yeah, yeah, I remember the post. Good stuff. Yeah. Again, sometimes we get just get caught up in our own shit, and you know, human uh, human trait. Sometimes you just be like, you know what, I just need a break to myself. But sometimes you get messages and people telling you like, like uh, it's a couple of people message me how much uh stuff like that they used to wake up in the morning just to read that. So just to know that they're not alone in the world with the same feelings, you know, like you know what I mean. It pushes them forward. So. Get to write those and get those yeah, messages. So, get that going, bro. Yeah, I, I, I don't forgot you did those. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely Appreciate definitely it. good to see. You write, you writing? Have you been writing? Yeah, man. Um, always, yeah, always writing. Whether it be poetry or trying to write characters or, yeah. or story and shit. Yeah, I just be writing shit down in my notes all day at work. Um, do you guys? I barely be working, bro. I'll be trying to find every angle. Like if the, if I if I'm trying to break down a tall palette and put it on the inventory line, I try to put the palette between me and the camera, so I can get on a knee and act like I'm working. Really, I just be on my phone, like putting <laughs> <laughs> some bars. <laughs> be on my phone. Hmm. I'd be doing this character. 
And then when I hear the other manager come, like, oh, 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 stack, stack, stack. Hey, do, do we get the Rockstar fruit punch? Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I need more of those. He said, like, is that my full order? Thanks. <laughs> I, I, like I know what I'm doing and shit, bro. Bro, it's so funny. Every time people come back from the route at the end of the day, they're like, here, what's up, man? How'd it go? It's like, man, I'm out here acting like I know what I'm doing, man. Hey, don't tell is... nobody. He's like, don't tell nobody. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. That's I have no, no idea. idea. I cannot can relate to that. We just yeah, out man. here acting like we know what's the best <laughs> hoping that what we're doing is the best. Exactly, bro. Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely always writing, man. Um, but I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, Audible, well, books on Audible. Oh, which is my favorite, like, yeah, I could do that shit all day, bro. Like, if I had, like, my favorite shit is, uh, like, when I'm driving on a route, I can just, like, pick the shit up to the, like, the radio, the, the phone. Yeah. And then, like, you know, because you spend, like, what, uh, at least three, three and a half hours in the truck oh, driving. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just, like, what, sometimes you do routes far away, so it's, like, 50 minutes there, 50 minutes back, and then you're talking about, like, 20 minutes in between every stop or yeah. 10 but yeah, I just like playing the audiobook and shit and just chilling, bro. I'd be slapping that shit. <laughs> like people catch me in the middle of a scene like, and the spider cascaded down the wall and <laughs> and then like just like listening to like some different, you know what I mean, science fiction or fantasy hey, shit. It's hella funny. People are like what the if fuck Morgan this? Freeman can read to me every day, I'm good. For real, bro. I like, try to look yeah, for books that he narrates. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, dude. I gotta check that. Yeah. You try to look for yeah. what? Books that uh, Morgan Freeman nice. narrates. Um, yeah, as writers, I know you guys have like a lot of quotables. Um, are there any like bars you've heard lately that you feel people could apply to their life, like life quotables? My uh, my personal go tos are "Follow the money." Um, this too shall pass. This too shall. This thing I say to myself every day. Um. Yeah. What else? Yeah. No. Mostly. Uh. Yeah. What do you What do you guys have in in terms of life quotables? Um. That your grind motivates mine is something I always say. I say every day for you. I bet. Yeah. Um. Shoot, but other than that, I, I think it's uh. <laughs> there was something my dad said, but. It's a amio pulea, and like the best way I can translate that is in force. Tell me if I'm wrong, but like means come correct. <laughs> no, pretty much, pretty much, like yeah. But like, like um, you know I mean, have the attitude you're supposed to have with me, fool. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, yeah bro. Right. That's something we that's something we told the Alcalá when we took them to that youth conference. I was like, all right, guys. Um, you know, what I mean, a little meeting after we got to the hotel. So, all right, I want you guys all to remember uh, that while you're here, you're not only representing yourself, you're representing your family, your parents, um, the church. Okay, so you know, today, like this weekend's term is Amio Pulea. Everybody say it. And then it was like Amio Pulea. It's like that means come correct. Okay, and then, and then, uh, like the whole weekend, I was like, I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he's like, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your and he's like, oh, okay. He's like, what does it mean, kids? Come correct. And then the other side, one lady was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'll go with that. But yeah, but like, I like that because like, 
um, like you said, for it's like have the attitude that like that you're supposed to have, and like right. that reminds me to like yo. My job is not that difficult. The difficult part is waking up. It's an easy ass job. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a surgeon. I'm not a lawyer. Somebody's life is not in my hands. You know what I mean? I was like, I have no reason to complain. I have every opportunity to fix what I need to fix about myself, build the brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take care, take care of my mom and dad, like show love to to my siblings, um, all my loved ones. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, just have that, like, come correct, bro. Like, I don't know, just... <laughs> <laughs> so you have that attitude, bro. Right. Have the attitude that you're gonna need to get through the day. Pretty yeah, much it's just like, you know what I mean? Some people are gonna wake up and have like this mentality where like everything oh, it's just like you right said, a lot of people wake up and their jobs literally are jobs you can do at home, but you know why you don't want to do it? Because you're not at home. Do you know where you're doing it at? Somewhere you're getting paid. I know not of us not all of us get paid that much, but that's the life we're living right now. You know what I mean? You work to get paid. So if you get up and you have uh, a job somewhere, you know what I mean? And you can go to it and you're able to do it, go do it. You know what I mean? Just. Yeah. I'll get you a bag, bro. Like, life's going to suck. Life's going to suck for sure. We know that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, suck and be broke too? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, like, that is our, that is the, like, that is our foundation that we will build everything better off of. Right. Like life sucks. You know what I mean? Right. God bless us with the struggle. He also bless us with the ability to overcome the shit, bro. Let's Hell go. yeah. Hey, we we have, yeah, we've all been blessed with something that our heart breaks for, but we've also also been blessed with different superpowers um, that, that we have that can also help to make our communities and world a better place. Um, tap in, tap into yourself. Day figure out what those things are, you know, and how to use your, right. your superpower to, to help yourself and your family, your community, your people. Definitely. Oh, shoot. What, uh, what is it? What was the three things I sent you on in chat? The, uh, Oh, so it was like financial habits, marketing, right. and that live on Yeah. That's what for sure. Three things. It. Yeah. That's for sure. Three things, bro. I hella want to, um, I don't know. I got to keep tabs. Well, I know I, I gotta keep. Yeah, I, I, I would like to keep that in circulation in our conversations moving forward, bro. Because I need all the help I can get, bro. And cause... just like we said earlier with Jesse and Polyface, it started off small, man. Just a smaller, uh, a smaller part of that parking lot in Auburn. Um, forgot wasn't too many artists, but and I know for a fact, and not because it was just because it was the first festival. He didn't have all the vendors that he has now. So imagine yeah. that just starting off in a small space. You know what I mean? Getting it out there and then eventually turning into something like, you know, the pure Aloha. Yeah. Uh, imagine turning or, into like Dreamville. You know what I mean? Like how about yes. North Carolina? So, and, and that's those, that's the, that's not even the ceiling. That's like midway. Your ceiling is much higher than that. You know what I mean? And your floor is higher than that. So, yeah, bro, you've already. Was- you got to prepare. Yeah. You got to like hydrate. You got to be ready to walk. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's a you lot going on at these festivals. People think we're playing, but hydration at these festivals Bruh. are a top priority. Hey, bro. Hydration like, is top, key. If you, I, right. If you can have like, and I'm telling people, you don't want to listen. If you can have a water stations, even if it's just a bunch of coolers or like, uh, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, actual coolers with water bottles in it, uh, multiple areas around. With someone just distributing, because you can't just people are gonna waste water if you just lab, he have it there 
people picking off. But idea is just have at least hydration for free. That's taking care of a lot over there. You know what yeah, I mean? Especially if it's like a hot time of the year. Um, but yeah, year-round hydration is key. But yeah, talking about some of those goals that you have for the brand, for Levasa, for um, the community. Yeah, we can definitely keep doing that and keep, you know, workshopping and, you know, going each week or two or in the chat, just uh, figuring out what we need to do to, you know, make that happen. What steps, you know, just break it down, figure out the how to and then take the steps. That's that's all we got to do. Figure, set up the plan and then knock out the steps. But yeah, definitely down for any of the the planning, the like uh, estimating the numbers pre, you know, drawing up the food plate and estimating how much everything costs, and then breaking down, selling if you know that shit is crucial, bro. I'm yeah, I'm down for that. That's my shit. We're the best. Where the best area for your venue would be at? Yeah, and yeah, there's all sorts of different things, but that's you know, right? Because that. Yeah, because I think the first thing I want to do, because I know I can, it, the is the fashion show, right? But yep. fashion show, I think it'd be dope if I can localize it in different cities. Like, I want to go to like Washington, and like and Oregon, but then I want to go to like what Seattle or the, even the Auburn area, right? But like, I would like to reach out to all the the PI clothing brands up there, right? Right. And just do like that fashion show up yeah. there, make it really local, tap in with that local community there. Uh, you know, and highlight that shit there. Um, because yeah, because you know, can definitely do one out here in Northern California, the Bay, because already you know tapped in with a lot of people, and then want to do one in like Utah, Texas, but even Southern California would probably be the most dopest one because it's just hella fucking people out there. Yeah, it's saturated with a lot of uh, Polynesian people. Yeah, Islander people. Vegas would be another place, uh, as it's known as the ninth Hawaiian uh, island. So. Right, bro. Yeah, Yo, know. that pure aloha out there, bro, it seems just hella big. Like, I, I saw hella videos and posts about it, and like the whole time I'm watching videos, and I'm like, dude, I'll be fucking tired just walking around and shit. You it's know, what I was like, there's just so much shit. Like, like, yeah, it's Vegas. That's why you know what I mean. And so it's not like when we think Polynesian, a lot of us think like just kind of mainly like, and it's it's probably all of our faults, but like when we think Polynesian, a lot of us are just really thinking. Tongan and uh, Samoan, you know what I mean. But then, so like events like Pure Law, which is hosted by uh, I think uh, uh, some people from Hawaii, so it incorporates Hawaii, incorporates you know the Tongan community, the Samoan community, and then if you're out in a bigger area like Vegas, you're gonna have like also uh, Micronesian and Melanesian communities as well. So that's why that's so big. Cause yeah, there's just. Vegas is such a bigger place. Like the the demographic is uh, a little more spread out than it would be in like our smaller areas. So, yeah. hey, Vegas yeah. might be it, man. Vegas coming up. Vegas getting a bunch of new teams. Oh, they got some okay Vegas, teams Vegas, there yeah. right now. The Knights. Right. The... They're they're about to steal an NBA team from somebody soon. That's for Ooh. sure. Uh, they're they're already in talks. Uh, Seattle and Vegas would be the next teams in line for a new NBA franchise. Well, there's 30, right, NBA teams? So they would bring it. Yeah. So if you added one in Seattle and one in Vegas, that would be 32. Yeah. And then you could have 16-team yeah. conferences. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they already have their uh, champions in the Knights, who won the NHL championship. And then uh, the, the Aces, Aces. who won. Yeah. yeah. 
who are uh yo that roster is loaded sure is like the only sure WNBA is. superstars that be scrolling on my feed I didn't know they're all on the same team <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, guys, really? this, is, this seems players. unfair <laughs> no it's not actually uh it's not they even like the like the uh the supporting cast that they picked up like uh yeah Clark's sister uh Keisha Clark she's really good um, they got another post player they brought in who's pretty good. Uh, of course, they brought in um, the one girl that I thought I was going to marry who was taller than me, Candace Parker. If you're listening, Candace Parker. No disrespect to your wife and your kids, but yeah, you know what it is. Who's, by the way, the best friend of uh, my family who's on the team? You know what it is. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Gray. Uh, Chelsea, hey, Chelsea Gray. leaned into the mic for that one. Yeah. Shout out Candace uh, Parker. Former spark. I used to tell, oh my gosh, I used to tell Tip all the time, Tipisa, if you're listening, uh, I was like, hey, yo, Tipisa, so what's up with the. <laughs> and they all laugh because they know I'm joking or that I probably look like a joke, but whatever. Uh, either one. Hey, don't self sabotage uh, yourself, right? <laughs> exactly. You, but you no, got yeah, one. Vegas, Vegas is booming right now. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, even if I'm catching myself, that still counts. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no vegas vegas is definitely it's big you know oh, yeah. movie stars want to be there you know what i mean movie stars want to be there people want to be there to see movie stars and definitely the raiders are about to win the super bowl so they're going to have an nfl championship Anyways, that's the, uh, the adult entertainment um <laughs> wow center of the world wow. vegas it is that too that too <laughs> yeah shout out to uh shout out to sin city Oh, totally thought you were gonna shout out a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, sorry. When when people when when people say it's the adult entertainment capital of the world, do they mean an adult entertainment like porn or just like fun stuff that adults can do? Because I thought it was fun stuff like, that adults can do, not adults. Like, sure, that too. Okay, okay. So it's up for interpretation. I thought it was just like, yo, if you're right. trying to do well, something, because... you can get into it in Vegas. You're trying to gamble. There's all sorts of gambling. There's all sorts of shows, oh, yeah. concert. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that's what it is. But also, they do a I bunch mean, of uh, adult they entertainment. They do have brothels that are legal. Yeah, they do have brothels that are. It's legal not just the one from HBO. The Bunny Ranch. No, the Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch is. But they have like, if I think it's a certain area, if I'm correct. That you're allowed to be on that part or that part and you can run your brothel also your girls have to be um tested for scds i think every week um also but the strip clubs too the strip clubs are extravagant there i mean they're not magic city but you know i heard they're really really good there uh not only that a lot of the porn industries there too they had they host the um what is the abbreviation for it the uh, so the well, the adult entertainment awards they host them there, mm-hmm. you know. So and they have all the conventions there. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say it would be for both, like for gambling itself and just if you're an adult, it's probably more fun for you to be in Vegas. Also, if you like the, the sex adult entertainment it's for you too, <laughs> right? Adult entertainment, you're either thinking porn or Dave and Buster's. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So if yeah. So those things. That would be hella funny, bro. It's like, yeah, we can go do some uh check out some adult entertainment. Everybody's expecting a strip club, you know, the circus brothel. Circus. And, like, <laughs> like, the circus circus? So Where was, you can ride a ride with a drink in your hand? No, this is not what I had in mind. So I, was, I, was, I was thinking Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, it's so serious, David Buster's. Man. They hey, David Buster's got the Mario Kart though. 
actually. Yeah, let it get, yeah. Let it get in there. Uh, like the actual Mario Kart? Yeah, like you drive. You can ride in yeah. the car. The one in Vegas? Oh, no, no. Well, the Dave and Buster's I, in Clackamas. Oh, yeah, wow. So. I didn't know that. They have one in, they had that one in, I think it's Japan, where they have like a whole course. Oh, wow. And you can like, you drive through it, and then like, they have the panels on your car, or on, on the ground, you know, like in mm-hmm. the game, where you can shoot out uh, the turtle stuff. So if you go over it, obviously you don't really shoot out the stuff, but you can get in your car and you can hit it because you're on a, on uh riding on the track is made up of i think the get out of here like glass floor so it, it shows you shoot it on the floor so yeah oh it's like a screen like, like an actual yeah so that's crazy um very much uh appreciate your guys's time today uh i know we talked about no sports uh sorry if you tuned in uh hoping to hear about any sort of sports like game seven that's happening right now i think the heater ahead or heater up by ten. Heater up by or ten. Or our thoughts on uh, Scotty Pippen calling Michael Jordan horrible. I feel like we might need to do another episode of, of sports uh, later this oh, week. Oh, for sure. We should. Uh, oh, but sure. definitely a lot of stuff uh, going on. Not that we. I didn't think we were going to do any. Sorry, I didn't think we were going to do any sports uh, today. Nah. Um, Anytime we get Iran here and we start just flowing, I already know mm-hmm. that whatever we signed up for in the uh, in the agenda. Is probably not going to be what we're discussing most of the time. I mean, definitely wanting to get the good thing. What uh, you know, those stuff that we wanted to talk about, the holy discontent, yeah. getting updated on the Vasa, just just hearing and spending time with the brother yeah. Eris. Always the goal. The <laughs> right. um, where can people expect to see Levasa in person this summer? Do you have uh, any dates um, already planned out yet, or that you know you're going to hit? Uh, June 10th, that's a couple of weeks. June 10th, uh, Pacific Islands Day out there at the San Mateo County Ground, County Fairgrounds. Oh, nice. um, that was a dope event last year. And then uh, July 20 to 23rd, four days of Aloha. Uh, August 5th, that Polyfest up there in Auburn. Auburn. Um, those are the ones scheduled out now. Um, but definitely always looking to, to travel, man. That's what I'm gearing up for right now is just – Saving up the money, building that capital for all the travel expenses. Is it really, yeah, just be me and V on the road. Don't mark the calendars, folks. Mark the yeah. calendars. If we gotta learn how to travel better, bro, because there's there's gotta be a better way to do it. <laughs> yeah, are you guys gonna get like a van or something? I don't know, bro. We pulled that we pulled a trailer to, to Auburn for last year's Polyfest. And uh we was going up the hills in a rogue, but we like Hella stupid. It was like I, I like we. I was like, let's pull a trailer, and then the Rogue didn't have a hitch, right? The, our little Nissan Rogue. It's yeah. like, oh, how much does the hitch cost? And it was like fucking hundred sixty dollars. Oh like, yeah. I paid that the day before we actually got the trailer, oh, and U-Haul was like, oh, we can install a hitch on your car. It's good. And I was like, all right, bet. And I paid that. We pulled the trailer, and like our car was dying on the way up there, bro. We were hella late. <laughs> like, oh, it was hard for it to carry. Yeah, because, bro. <laughs> It's gonna be all stupid, but like, but the car was dying on the uphill routes because we were pulling this heavy ass trailer, which we didn't even need a big ass trailer. Everything fit in the fucking road, but like, um, we pulled that trailer and like, uh, it was dying on the uphill parts, and I was like, damn, bro, how, how do we stop this, man? Or how do we how do we fix this? I was like, you know what? Put it in sport mode. Wow. And, <laughs> and then. And then uh, we didn't realize till we we didn't realize till after the festival after that weekend we got home and that's what the low gear is oh. for, bro. 
my cousin Jamie hit us up from New Zealand. And he was he was like, he's like, oh your car was dying going uphill. He was like, yeah, he's like, oh y'all done put in low gear one or two. And I was like, that's what that's what the other oh, letter and numbers. <laughs> I thought that's just shit you had to get past to get to drive. Yeah, yeah you don't use like, that's what those damn it. Damn. <laughs> I learned that in Samu. I had a truck. I remember going up all the while one time. Snow boys. Saw... Yeah, snow boys. Shout out to all the while. We used to smoke weed up there when I couldn't when I was in the last mm-hmm. But anyway, uh I took the truck up there. I forgot what I had it in, but then I came back down. My cousin like, Chuck, I was like, oh Bernie. <laughs> oh Bernie. <laughs> I was like, and he was like, what did you have it in? I was like, drive? You gotta put it back into like the two or the three. It shows you. This is this why I really felt it shows you. Look at the button. The sign says up here. Look, it has a button <laughs> up here. Like, you're right. It's a, you're right. There's a graphic for you. Right. Was in, my, in my head, I said, You're right. In person, I was like, <laughs> It's like going uphill, but when I go like this, he's just. This is going straight, going straight right. over a triangle. <laughs> uh, it was it was straight when I said like this, but now that you said that, it makes sense. Yeah, if you're going uphill, uh, throw your car in low gear, definitely. Yeah, it's better for your yeah. transmission. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys today. We can do uh, shout outs. Any uh, Eri, any shout outs uh, for this episode? Um. Yeah, man, shout out to all the nonprofit organizations, man. So, like, one that we're working with closely is Central Valley Pacific Islander Alliance. Uh, so, shout out to them, man. Uh, they're young, man. They're, they're like, yeah, like, they're, like, my age and younger. Uh, they're all involved with that community work. And they have, like, mentors that are legit giants in that nonprofit space, you know, like, uh, teaching them how to, like, how to run a nonprofit and also getting them ready for be- becoming their own nonprofit to, receive their own grants you know what i mean and like just just all that bro so shout out to josh bernardine lutzi uh Colet, um uriah you know what i mean and like that's the team man and like what i loved about them is they're they're all about uh serving the central valley you know, obviously it's in their name but like they pull up you know what i mean like uriah and Colet and lutzi um they pulled up to one of our food bank uh distributions a couple months ago uh, but it's just only like, you know, after a couple of weeks of uh, like talking with them on IG, you know what I mean? Like they pulled up and then they came to help out and they're like, yeah, man, you know, it's all about meeting people where they're at. You know, that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, like their area of service is really big, bro, from Sacramento to Bakersfield. Wait, that's one that is the that's the Central Valley. Um, I was like, damn, bro, that's that's a big area. He's like, yeah, man. And. The goal is to be enough of an influence for this area because, you know, you got the Central Valley, Bay Area, Southern California, you know, three. And then you got the Emerald Triangle, Mendocino County. You know, it's where all the weed's at. Yes, sir. I haven't been there, but. Right. (laughs) But, like, yeah, man, you know, so shout out to them. They're definitely doing a lot of work. Um, But, you know, I I really do thank them for holding that space for the kids. You know, we went to that Central Valley Pacific Islander Emerging Leaders Youth Conference. Uh, which is really dope. Um, nice. It was their first one. And they're going to continue to have more things like that where kids can actually be in workshops with, you know, professionals that are Pacific Islander in various professions, uh, careers, all that. You know, it, it's just really dope to see. 
So yeah, shout out to Central Valley Pacific Islander Alliance based out of Fresno, but serving the whole Central Valley um, Pacific Islander demographic. Oh yeah. Ish. Love it. Love it. Forrest, you got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to my uh, my sister's son, my younger sister's son, uh, Leo. Him and his uh, Benson Bruno football team out in Vegas. I think they won the championship game to a tournament they entered this week. Uh, man, whether he continues with football or not, he's really good right now. Uh, he's uh, like a he's a heck of 5'8", 220-pound 11-year-old just wrecking kids out there. <laughs> It's Bruh. so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. Jeez. I mean, he plays he plays D tackle. He plays uh offensive tackle. He plays guard. He plays center. He's also the starting running back. So uh yeah, shout out to him, man. Right now he really loves football. I hope his love for the game continues. But if it doesn't, it's nothing, my guy. Whatever I know, you plan man. to do, you're gonna do and you're gonna be good at it. Just like little Nora over here. Nora said, No, I wanna be in the podcast. Give me the mic. Not Nora. Let me rock the mic, Nora. And uh, like you were asking uh, earlier, Lance, I'm going to tell you, Nora, this is the quote that sticks with me every day in the morning. You're going to have whatever day you want to have when you wake up in the morning. So make it intentional. Amen, bro. Amen. Hi, Nora. Hi, Nora. (laughs) You want to say something? You used to be a a little ball baby. Yeah, now she she grew her hair out. You want to wave? Wave hello. Um, appreciate you guys. Hi, appreciate you guys for uh for jumping on. Um, wave. Hey, yo, Lance, Forrest, Nora, I love and appreciate y'all for holding this space, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, bro, Man. yeah, yeah. This is always uh, love chopping it up with y'all, bro. Always. Yeah, no, we love seeing what you're doing, and don't let anybody lie to you. When anytime anybody is acknowledging and like something like that, it always makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. Just listen to it. So if you have flowers to give there to your people, give it to them, man. And don't forget to give yourself flowers, Eri. Like I said, there's a lot of people in the community that may not tell you, but you know what? It's not too deep either. You probably saved some lives, man. You fed some families and you've kept some kids from doing something stupid on the weekend that otherwise they'd be doing if they're not out there helping you. You know what I mean? So appreciate you. Keep pushing it, man. Oh, no. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to my little one, uh, Nora Jean, also Lulu Falatongo, uh, fourteen yeah. months, and uh, hell of a shit. Bit. Um, <laughs> right. Also, super white. I'm gonna get you outside. I've been taking her outside every morning. You know, just going to the park, going to the yard. It's not working yet. You just lift her up towards the sun, like, like come on, <laughs> suck it up. Um, and sorry, like, oh, uh, I want to uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Monica Miller. I don't know if you guys uh, know her, but shout out to Monica Miller, one of the, uh, I, I guess the the head of journalism and news in American Psalm One, Psalm One Islands. Oh, dope! I'm gonna put this yep. one down. All right, the child is yeah. losing. Al- Alfred's one of my best <laughs> friends, man. Right. She said, "I'm gone." Uh, it's about time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> later. Um, yo, that uh talk about it like long catalogs and yes. putting putting together um just news and and being a consistent representation of you know high integrity and um good journalism uh 
stuff I've been reading a lot of different articles, different news stuff, but yeah, uh, also reading talanae.com, uh, which I think is like KHJ and uh, Monica Miller's news department. Uh, you can read yep. those articles. It's like the LA Times of Samoa. So, dude, the 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 art of journalism is something I was never really aware of until I took a college class on it. Oh, yep. And it, it was just the oh, is it? It was just one of the media classes you got to take your graduate. But I was like, oh damn, bro! Like, because I, I I wrote about like the parallels between the Korean and Iraq War. And all they was both kind of like propped up and, you know, like, you know, different business interests were involved with things, but it, it's like the difference in reporting, mm-hmm. it, it made it look different to the world when it was very similar. And I was like, oh shit. And like the, the professor was like, yeah, you know, so you got to pay attention to all media happening, especially news media. So people got to be held accountable. There's obviously going to be biases. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's, I, I didn't know there was somebody like that uh, out there. Yeah, she's been. Um, I, I don't know where she was before, but I used to work at 93 KJ, and she every morning she was putting together, um, you know, the news for the island. And even before that, um, at 7 30 or 7 o'clock, we'd be tuning in, ready for the day, the morning's news. She'd have everything, you know, that's going on and uh, all the happenings she's on the island. Done- Stuff for like KVZK. She's also like newscaster KVZK. Mm. She's done journalism for and a good person. She's um, fatwa English. She's in the church. Just like amazing. always helping. Amazing. Um, you know, yep. yeah. Shout out to uh, yeah. shout out to Miss. It was one like a, she sounds like one of the giants. Legend, hundred percent. Her husband is probably one of the greatest big gig hop musicians yeah. in all of the Pacific. Harry Miller. Shout out to him. RIP. His kids too. Uh, R.I.P. His son too. Uh, Leon Miller. Um, shout out to his other son, um, Alfred. Shout out, Al. Best friends. Shout out to Alfred. Sorry, Alfred. I'm. A, we call him Frida. I don't know how the nickname came about, but we all call him Frida. Uh, oh no. But yeah, yeah, Monica and Harry Miller, um, especially within the Catholic education system, and just the Catholic system in American Samoa, have been really big, giving their time to. Yeah whether it just be uh, volunteering time to help with the church or Harry uh, conducting classes or lessons with uh, the kids who wanted to learn music and then also at Marison Fasao giving his time there. So shout out to both of them and uh, big rest in peace to Harry Miller. Yeah, he used to he used to hear him play. Oh, oh man, that's, yeah. It's like a musician. Like he knew how to play yeah. a bunch of different instruments, but it, with a guitar, it was like he could make it sing, just like. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can find some of his clips on YouTube, so go look him up, man. Yeah. He's oh man, yeah. Shout out Harry. <laughs> um, what else we got? Um, <laughs> shout out Sammy for watching the baby, man. That's a uh, that's pretty clutch. It's always pretty clutch. <laughs> um, we love you, Sammy. Yeah, Try send me some stuff on IG about the Monica Miller lady. I, I haven't done the AA mm-hmm. NHPA, NHPA, NHPI shout out today. Um, I don't know if she's on um, Instagram. Definitely on Facebook, but yeah, I'll I'll, oh, okay. I'll send you some of that stuff. Um, another shout out uh, to state long jump champion uh, Matt Fiso, uh, Mike's little bro, hey. uh, doing big things. He said it was like his first year at doing it, and he's just like. Of course, really you great. Wow, bro. Balling. Stay balling. Shout out to Matt. You're not. 
No, I know I have to wake up in the morning and go long. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Shout out to the FICA broadcast. Shout out to Carl and Naki. Uh, hey. By design uh, for also being another just consistent example um, of PI creatives and, you know, putting out good stuff and, and positivity, too. Yeah, definitely. Nike's Instagram is always so Bro, yeah. funny, uplifting, and just good, yeah. able to use right. Carl, Carl has this thing, his, his faith, like, uh, so your grind motivates mine is, is like a quote I'm, I'm always saying, but Carl is always saying, waste no minutes. I think that's his Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is IG, bro, but like I love that shit. It's like, Carl, gotta put that shit on some merch, bro. That's hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I just love it. It's like waste no minutes while you while you in this game, bro. Like don't, like you said, hey, or, like be intentional. I think Blue Sky and American Samoa already put that in the end. <laughs> Damn it, for real? Nah, nah they're just wasting oh. minutes. They, oh. just, <laughs> they steal your minutes. <laughs> I know, right, bro? Damn it, I'm wasting minutes on this calling card. Shit. Um, shout out to uh, Samoa and Doughboy Photography. Um, yeah, oh, and hey, the man. you know what? Uh, because what month we're in, uh, what part of the year we're in, and I know both of you have a lot of people right now that are probably uh, about to celebrate this, but shout out to all these graduates, man, graduating, move on, moving on to another step in their life, another one, one, one journey closes as another adventure opens. So, to the graduates, as I we're gonna, I mean. Also, along, we're probably going to be shouting out a lot of graduates, but uh, since the beginning of graduation oh, season, yeah. shout out to you guys, man. I mean, I know for us, it seemed like forever waiting to graduate, whether it was high school, element, you know what I mean? It just it just seemed like the longest thing as a kid, but just know that there's a lot of life left for you, man. Like, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. For you college graduates entering the workforce or maybe you're just about to pursue something you wanted to pursue for a long time uh no good luck to you you don't need the luck because you've got the hard work in you so go out there get what you get man you know what i mean put in some work kimo happy graduation man <laughs> graduating from the garage to the walk you want to go on since the last two hours we've been talking. <laughs> shout out to kimo uh the and his patient white husky Oh, oh damn! I hear you. I hear you. All right, couple more, couple more, couple more. Shout out to uh, uh, Rosie Koi Fish and Ansley hey. Broom uh, for their interview and their article on ABC News. Uh, you can go to Rose, Rosie's uh, Instagram page. I think she made a post about it. Uh, that was dope to see during AAPI Month um, to see some real interviews from um, some people that we know are from the culture and, and part of the community. Hell yeah. Um, Rosie out here looking like a model now. This shit, Rosie. Always did. Ooh. 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 Uh, <laughs> shout out to Eri Hosea and uh, Levasa Island love Apparel. Love that guy. Uh, hey, man. Love you. Love you, bro. Um, in the same vein, appreciate you being out there, you being constant and consistent, you being um, in your community, being positive and, you know, putting on for the people and, and doing good, you know. Just and trying to do good. Right now, I, I just called dibs right now uh, on the job for uh, fluffing the girls' dresses at uh, Fashion Week in New York when we finally do go out there. I called dibs on fluffing the dresses. What is the uh, what is that? Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I might have just made it up, but if we can, I, yeah. If I'm just over there fluffing the bottom of the dress, 
That's my job. I get to go to uh, <laughs> to Fashion Week just to fly. Oh, you you, whatever you can do, you're going to be at the Fashion Week. Yo, yeah. And when your ideas, bro, it, it's like it's helping us also open our minds to, to other ideas. So you talk about having a fashion show, having Livasa Fest, having vendors, having people come together. And, you know, that inspires us to also think bigger than what we're doing. So we appreciate you for, yep. for being an inspiration, being a consistency and, and being out there in the community and uh, and on here tonight with us. Thank you for making time. Uh, and we will always oh, hold space, you. you know, for for you, the family. I was crying right now, bro, my bad. Oh, no. I'll, I'll mute him, Dorian. Uh, <laughs> production. Yeah, appreciate you. Love you, and thank you for what you do. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, that is our show for this week. We're going to figure out a time and probably come at you with another episode. Uh, so definitely stay tuned and um, subscribe to the page on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Balinesian, or you can send us an email at Balinesian at gmail.com. For welcome to the welcome to the couch, Celtics fans. Oh damn! All right, Nuggets Heat. Nuggets got a <laughs> week of rest, and Heat walking in. Hey, they they booked those tickets to Denver. <laughs> it worked. Uh, shout out to Eric Spalestra. Um, oh, hey, yep. Pinoy power. Hey, my, my, my brethren. <laughs> shout out to Filipino people and love for basketball. Uh, for hey. Eri Hosea, for Forrest Dodalau, I am Lance Falitongo. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We're going to have even more for you this week. But that is all for this episode. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay ballin'. Love and light. Peace. Hey. Hey. Hey.